0: Lord taught Radio Lord taught Radio Lord taught Radio
1: You deserve the glory And the honor Lord we lift our heads in
2: worship
1: As we praise your holy deserve the glory and the other Lord we lift our heads in worship as we bless your holy You deserve you deserve the glory
3: There is no one else like you There is no one else Cause you are great You do miracles so great There is no one else like you There is no one else Cause you do mighty things And you do glorious things You're a faithful God Awesome is your name Somebody come on You do mighty You do glorious things You do glorious You're a faithful
1: thing. God Awesome is your name All we give the glory, God. You do mighty things. You do, You do glorious things. You do, You're a miracle-working God. Your name is God. Your name is here. Your name is here. You're a miracle-working God. Your, your name. name is You wanna declare it? Your name, your name, your, your name, name is Yah.
4: Yeshua. Mighty Jehoshua. Thank you, Lord, for your love, your mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Yeshua. Thank you. Shahashua. Praise your Lord. What an awesome, awesome God we serve. What a good God. What a great God we serve, my brother and my sister. Thank you, Lord. We thank the Lord. For his love and mercy that endure forever. Well, shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. This is your brother, Elvi, a brother in Christ, for your brother, Tony Serrano here. Thank you, Lord. By the grace of God, by his love and mercy that endure forever, he's given us the opportunity to come on and share his word, his revelation. Shalom, sister Regina, brother Joseph, Lee. shalom. To those listening on Skype, on the cell phone, through Facebook, through all the different ways. Even on YouTube, those that are able to listen on YouTube. My brother and sister, shalom to all of you. in the different way that you're able to listen to. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Our brother Miguel will be joining us tonight. Thank you, Lord. He, he should be uh, joining us soon. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, here with my brother Tony Serrano. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to read a few verses. Amen. We can we can share on this. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, sister. Matthew 16, 26. For so what, what is a man profited? For so what is a man profited? If he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul. But what should a man give in exchange for his soul? <laughs> Those are two questions the Lord asked in this sentence here. Yeah. Two, two questions. What, what, what do you say, Brother Tony, to this? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah it's, it's
5: clearly, you know, the soul is what, it's, uh, many, you know, like, what can we give, you know, in exchange for our soul? It's one of them. Yes. uh, In other words, you know, your soul is more important, you know, our soul is more important than, you know, yeah, that is very important. The more valuable things we have. More valuable, yeah. Hallelujah. Paul says, uh, that comes to mind immediately, what Paul says, you know, take care of your salvation Mm -hmm. with fear and trembling. And that's the same with the soul, you know, we can't you know, take care of our own lives you know, every day, you know, and mm-hmm. but it's just, yeah, it's that important, you know, um, but people are, you know, are, many are just disregarding their own salvation, their own life, you know,
4: and, mm. uh, that's, that's not right, it shouldn't be that way. Hey Amen, no. Yeah, we should not be disregarding uh, what God has given us for free, yeah. salvation. It's a, it's a gift from, of God that we should not take for granted, but always be grateful for his love and mercy to give us uh, salvation, yeah. my brother and sister. Amen? We should always be grateful. Yeah. We should always thank God for what he's given us that is so Uh, It's it's so valuable But at the same time It's free Free for us to Take care of it Value it See the value of it Because a lot of people Don't see the value Of their own lives A lot of people Don't see the value Of their own salvation And that is wrong We've each been chosen By God Elected Selected by him And we've been chosen For such a time Like this Like it was Talk to Sister Esther in the Bible. It's such a time that we've been chosen for that we need to be grateful for this time. You know, everyone's life is different, of course. Everyone finds themselves in a different situation. But it doesn't mean that your life is worse or better than any other people. Because if you think you're better, try. if you think you're worse, you're being ungrateful. So each and one of us be, should be thanking God for where we are, for our lives, for what he's given us. And he has been so merciful with us.
2: Okay.
4: You know, your life is not better or worse than anybody else. We're all being tested and tainted one way or another. It is just like Joe, what, what do you do when you're being tested and tainted? Mm-hmm. Will you remain faithful to God? And that's a great example. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We're waiting for Brother Miguel to call in and join us in the conversation. Brother Miguel is our special guest tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So, you know, God has given us free eternal life that it cost Jesus his own life on the cross. So what do you say to God as a grateful child? Thank you, Father. It's what he wants us to say. Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for salvation. I thank you for my life. I thank you for eternal life. See what I'm saying? It's being grateful is what God wants. You know that older people will tell you that the more grateful you are, the more you enjoy life. You say young people don't enjoy, life, don't enjoy life. They complain about their life, and it's because they haven't learned to be grateful to be thankful to God for everything they have received. Yeah. Have you thought about it, that if you thank God for everything you receive, even the little things are the big things, because whatever you consider big to God is nothing. Okay, so just say, God, thank you. Thank you, O Lord. Thank you, Father. and And you'll learn that when you thank God every day for everything God gives you, For everything you receive, you enjoy life better. Mm -hmm. You know, you get the joy, you get the peace, happiness in it, and you get to enjoy every little thing. Because, you know, the devil wants you to complain about every little thing. But God wants you to be thankful. People that complain about their lives are bitter, mostly. Because they always complain, look at the children of Israel in the wilderness. Walking with Moses, they were murmuring, they were complaining, and they became bitter, my brother and sister. And bitter is a level of of, of complaint that my brother and sister is hard to turn back from. The children of Israel were having a hard time turning back from being bitter, complaining, murmuring, is a, a high level of complaint. When you get to the high level of murmuring, you are in a high level of complaint. Dissatisfaction, in another word. You're just not happy with what's going on with your life. And unless you learn to practice gratefulness, you won't find joy to, the, to your life. And that gratefulness comes when you give not just receive. Mm -hmm. you got to have that natural balance of receiving and giving, and that that, that will keep your joy going. A lot of people have joy for a moment and they lose it because they used to give and they had it when they used to give, and now they don't want to give anymore. So the joy is not there, no. That joy will remain flowing like a river when you receive and you give. But always expect to receive, which is faith. Yeah. Faith is the expectancy. I thought things hold mm-hmm. Always live in that expectancy that you are going to receive. Why? Because you believe. Mm-hmm. You believe God. And he's going, God is a giver. And every time you and I believe, my brother and sister, he's going to give to us. We were talking about the centurion. I have a video on YouTube about the centurion. In case of those that were we'll ask later the centurion was the first that began the roman empire and the centurion had each and one of them a hundred men under them and the centurion conquered the world one of the most powerful army battle-trained army double h sword they came out with the double a sword out of the word of god before the double a sword was mentioned in the book of Revelation through the Apostle John. The centurions, my brother and sister, had made their own double-edged sword. And they got that from the Word of God. And I was looking at it. In Genesis um, 3, it says that God, after he kicked Adam and Eve out of the garden, he put a sword that would go to and fro. That means that the sword can cut either way. So they had a double-edged sword. The centurions saw that in the word of God, my brother and sister. And they conquered the earth. The Roman Empire was a powerful army. But they began their conquering by faith. They were the first to believe that man cannot become God, that God was only one. I think though. The Lord told Israel, here, O.G. Israel, the Lord thy God is one. Thou shalt worship the Lord with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and all thy strength. The centurion believed that, my brothers and sisters. They walked by faith. One of the centurion came to Jesus. Now, and he asked the Lord to send his word, his servant was sick, to send the word, and he will be healed, right? Mm-hmm. And what happened? My brother and sister. Hallelujah. So you see that the centurions, faith is not what people think. When people think about faith, they think about religion. They think about the Jewish people or the Christians or maybe the Mormons. People think about different things when they think about faith. But they don't think about someone like the centurions who by faith believing in God that there was one God in heaven And by faith in him, they will conquer the earth. My brother and sister, that they were not religion and they were not Jewish. My brother and sister, amen. Thank you, Lord. And what marvels me is, thank you, Lord, about the centurion, that when he comes to Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The centurion... Hallelujah. Let me I'm in I'm in Matthew uh, Matthew eight. That's right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It says that when Jesus uh Jesus said unto him, Okay, uh praise you Lord. So when Jesus verse five, entered the copper now they came unto him a centurion, besieged him. He was looking for Jesus. Okay, saying, Lord, my servant lies at homesick, sick with palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. Look at the answer of Jesus. Is it, is, isn't that what you want to hear when someone is sick? Yeah. From God, that God will speak to you and say, hey, I'm going to heal him. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Uh, naturally. You will go on vacation after this. Because he just told you he's going to heal him. So you go on vacation because you know it's going to happen. Okay? But look. Verse 8. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shall come under my roof. But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. Look how they believe. The centurion were like, they were brothers. Because they treated themselves so like brothers from the different mother, but brothers. And they love one another. And they have that unity of faith that the apostle talks about the church later on. He says, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shalt come under my roof. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, but he believes. He believed. He he knew. Hallelujah. He knew that the Lord could do it. He had that expectancy of faith. Because we work by faith, the disciples said, not by sight. And as long as you understand that, and you pray for that, and you ask and you expect your faith to be increased, amen, you expect your faith. Thank you, Lord, to become great, powerful. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Yeshua. It is important that we walk, hallelujah, in the faith that God will give us. He will increase our faith like the centurion. He was not a Jewish. He was not a Roman. But what did Jesus respond about the centurion? The response of Jesus about this man in the Jewish community, it was for them to tear their clothing and say, what an abomination. Mm-hmm. Because look what he says. Yeah. I, I'm here. I'm waiting for Brother Miguel. I believe he says he's in. He says, hallelujah. For I'm a man under authority, army man. Yeah. Having soldier under me, Navy, Army. Okay? And I said to this man, go and he goes, into another come and he comes, and to my servant, do this and he does it. This is what the military does. They give an order and must be obeyed. Yeah. My brother assisted. And what happened after this? Hallelujah. What happened, what Jesus said after this is what will have all the rabbi, anyone who's here in Israel in anywhere tear their clothing. This is a teller this is, this is garment right there in front of everyone. Because listen to it, he's not a Jewish. He's not a Jewish right now. He's not a follower of Jesus in that regard, that he's not part of the disciple yet. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said unto those who follow him, Verily I said unto you, what did he say? I have not found such a great faith, listen, in all Israel. This is to tell your government, what an abomination. How can he say that in all Israel? We are God's people. We are children of Abraham, they say. How can he say that in all Israel? What is this? Can he be right about this? That in this entire nation of millions of people, that God had through, led through the wilderness into the Promised Land through Moses, through Joshua and all these people, the people of David and Solomon, mm-hmm. there was not one man that can believe in the power of the Word of God, not one person that can believe in the spoken Word of God, in the power of the spoken Word of God. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead, Brother Miguel, try because I didn't see the, your number there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Not one man that could believe in the power of the spoken of the word of God by faith. This man believed that. Yeah. This Centurion, he was not Jewish. He is what became the, the Roman Empire later on. He had 100 men under him. And he believed that was spoken word of God by faith. He could conquer a nation by it. He can conquer a nation and all the riches and everything in it by faith. And he did. And Jesus marveled. The Bible says that Jesus, hallelujah, marvel. You know, when you marvel at something, okay, it's that you're like, I'm blown away
6: mm-hmm. yeah.
4: I'm blown away what do you say brother Tony yeah
5: <laughs> yeah he was amazed you know um, he that it, it is it it pleased him you know that really did please him you know um, it did that say you know it marveled. you know he was you know he marveled his, by his faith you know mm-hmm. it's like wow you know it's, it's kind of like Lord saying you know you're getting you know your your petition because, you know, because of your faith, you know. It's he's the first in line to get his his miracle because of his faith, you know.
2: And, Amen.
5: You know, and it definitely he uh yeah, he marveled at his faith. In other words, he honored, you know, his his faith. You know. Amen. And uh he, he was definitely pleased with with that centurion. You know, you're right, you know, the that was kind of offensive you know some people would have taken offensive you know like the jews there were those who were around him the multitude that was around him they would have been like well, what
4: <laughs> we got kaisers yeah. we have all these mighty men
2: yeah.
4: and you telling me that this man has more faith than, than the priest of the high priest mm-hmm. than all the priests in the temple then all of them, yeah. well, jesus said he did yeah. have more faith in all israel so the, all the people, all the priests in the temple, the high priests, people all around Jerusalem and all the area, all Israel,
2: yeah.
4: he had more faith than them, my brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. More faith. Hallelujah. How is that possible? How is that possible, Brother Miguel? Shalom.
6: Shalom, my brothers. Shalom, my brother Elby, brother Tony. Do you hear me? Amen. Amen.
4: Yes, we can, brother.
6: Shalom. Oh, finally. <laughs> shalom, shalom. Uh, God bless you, Amen. too. Uh, God bless my brothers and sisters of the, of the Lord's Hour. Such a blessing to be here to join you, brother. And long time, right? Mm-hmm. Long time since Yes, long since time, I brother. <laughs> cool. We hope
4: everything is great over there.
6: Amen, yes, yes. God has been good, as always. He's faithful. So, yeah, we're grateful. And, yeah, thank you. Amen. Amen to that word. Amen to that word. That's such an example, right? He sets a precedent, actually, in that scripture.
4: What do you think about the centurion, brother?
6: Yeah, his face, you know. This scripture sets a precedent, you know. I, 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 I think I... I compare these because there is another scripture about the you know the Canaanite woman uh, you know that speaks of the crumbles the the crumbs sorry that falls from the from the master's table do, do you recall that where she's also praised I mean um, not praised but um, uh, commended uh, by her faith right so this is like resembling Pretty similar, this example of a great faith. It's really challenging. This scripture really challenge challenge each one of us, like to really pursue faith, one of those primary virtues, you know, grand virtues that we all should follow. Um, Our Jesus is faith, so we need to also follow this virtue uh, through his power, for for sure. But, you know, it's it's really setting a precedent and really challenging us Saying, hey, if a centurion, which is not a Jew, showed that faith, then much more that we are, you know, um, the call should also show that uh, level of faith. So it's really challenging, challenging and really humble us, you know, this, this example.
4: He believed in the spoken word. said, speak the word only. He said, you know, and that was enough for him. He didn't want the Lord to come to his house under his roof, he thinks. He just wanted him to speak the word, and, and that would be it. Marvelous. Two things there. He honored the Lord and how he believed. And um, fear of the Lord. His great fear for the Lord. You know, he didn't think that he was worthy. I'm not worthy that you, that you shall come under my roof, Jesus, to Jesus. That is a great fear of God right there. What do you think? Bro? Let me go.
6: Amen. Amen to that. That shows great fear. I guess, that it is. You know, he humbled himself, knowing and acknowledging his condition, his sinful nature, right? Somehow, perhaps mm-hmm. he wasn't fully aware of that nature, but at least there was something, you know. I believe that there... there, there there most likely was something in his heart, telling him like, "Hey, I'm. It's just my condition. I'm. I'm not. I'm not worthy." <laughs> so that's when you know. The more we approach Jesus, that's what the Holy Spirit does. His power, His presence, humble us and really uh, convict us. And, and we say we are not. We're not worthy. We are. We are just. Uh, we are so 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 sinful in terms of you know our nature, our flesh. Um, so that's why, you know, I, I believe he, he must have felt that way, like uh, acknowledging one way or another his condition. So.
4: Amen. Thank you, Lord. And that's it. That's, that's the secret in the Lord, to know um, who we are, what our condition is before him. And we can with the Lord every day. He'll let us know. He'll reveal it to us. And, and it will help us to, to um, walk away from sin or stay away from sin. Because it's easy to sin. The difficult part is to stay away from it. Anyone can sin, you know. Anyone can be a professional sinner. But how do you stay away, you know? How, do you, how can you be a professional holy man, holy woman? How can you be professional in that? You need the Lord. You need the Lord. That's how you become professional. Having the master, the teacher, help you. That's right. (laughs) Amen. You know, and to make it strong in the Lord and the power of his mind. You know, it came back to me this week that it's not by mind, nor by power, says the Lord, but by my spirit. He said, And, you know, we we get caught up in our own thinking, in our own mind, or in our own power, and we take for granted the Holy Spirit, job work in our lives, you know, and we need to be reminded by the Lord, hey, 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 you're trying with your mind, you're trying with your, you know, you're trying your best, but it's not my mind, not my power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It has to be by his spirit that we are going to overcome the flesh, the world, temptation, the demon, the principality. The devil doesn't fear men, but he fear God. Okay? He fear God. He'll flee from God, but he will not flee from men. So how do you keep the devil away from you? but filling your life with the Holy Spirit. The disciple in the book of Acts have inner infilling of the Holy Spirit constantly when you read the book of Acts. They will be unfilled with the Holy Spirit. Why why do we read that so many times, Brother Miguel?
6: Amen, because, you know, the Holy Spirit is the one empowering us. So, you know the book of acts is that book that really um mark and should be you know our a standard it's supposed to be our standard right <laughs> so yes. and, and and we we should really meditate and question ourselves saying hey lord this is supposed to be the standard and how come how come is it that uh we have um we have like uh, accomplished so little you know there is so much that you want to give us and there's a great price for sure to pay. Yes. You know, and this, the sinful flesh just, you know, tend to, you know, throw us back, to, mm. to, to, to just to hinder us. But the Spirit is telling us, uh, stay with me, stay here, spend time. So, you know, the book of Acts Act is full of, you know, instances where the Holy Spirit empowered the disciples. So they bring miracles, the word of God with power, conviction upon sinners. So, you know, that's why it's really important. When we, when, we, when we testify, for sure, also, I was just, you know, some hours ago testifying to um, a family here, neighbor, some neighbors. And I always remember that it's really important to, when we testify to other people, to mark or highlight the importance of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the one empowering us, you know, to overcome sin, to have the virtue. To reject sin and to stop practicing uh, sin right so we may fall by mistakes but we don't practice things and that is only possible by the virtue of his Holy Spirit and that's the reason it's such such an important thing to to, to share with others the importance of that promise and you no know, that's a, that's another fact you know it's a promise so all people and we all should be should be um, uh, requesting, asking God for that promise because of the work that he, 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 he did on the cross. So it's a promise and we should be seeking, knocking, Lord, I want... God really um, likes when we challenge Him in a good way, I say, you know, because it is not good to tempt God, but when I say uh, challenge God, it's just a matter of He likes faith, you know, when we request Him in... We, uh, uh, we, hum, we humble ourselves and, and, and say, Lord, you promised this. You promised the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit. I was testifying my neighbors telling them this. So it's really important when we testify. And we, if we haven't experienced this, it's also really important, you know, must actually, <laughs> not important, but it's a must. As, as the Lord said Nicodemus, unless you're born again, it's impossible to see or enter the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That's it. Thank you,
4: Lord. He has greater and mightier promise for us. Amen. How do you how do you explain the Holy Spirit Tony? Yeah, he, he is uh He is God with us, you know
5: Emmanuel is, you know, the Lord yeah. left you know, to heaven. The left is the Holy Spirit, which is he himself, you know, because they're, they're one, you know, but, uh, the work, uh, his work, the Bible says, will be, will be finished, um, once the bride is out. But now we have him, now, now we gotta, you know, we're walking, we should be, you know, we are, because he's in us, he's, he's with us, you know, um, and uh, he's the one helping us, empowering us, you're right, you know, and, um, and, uh, he's with us, he's, Thank he you. makes us through his presence, you know, and, uh, and that's him, you know, that's him, and he's a person, you know, he's God, and sometimes we tend to forget, but we, we, we have to be reminded, and, you know, we just tend to get distracted at times, and, but, you know, we have to always remember that he is God and he's the one that convicts us of our sins. Every time we get convicted for something you know, we did, or that's him. You know, that's the Holy Spirit. That's, that's, uh, that's what his work is, what he's doing. You know, that's the mercy, the grace of God. And uh, we have to keep him, you know, as close as possible. This is his temple. Yeah. This is what he delights in, the Bible says. He loves us, you know. It's, uh, we, we must not, you know. Uh, and we know very well what, what keeps, what he's grieved with is our sins, our actions. And, and, uh, sometimes things don't happen because of our actions, you know, because of us. Not that he doesn't want to, he wants to, but, you know, he gets, uh, um, uh, when we do what he, wants us to do you know that's how we get closer to him that's my goal at least i want to be as close to him as possible you know um and i've understood that the worst the worst that he he gets grieved it's uh it's uh sexual sin i learned that over the over my christian walk um not just that you know that yeah, it's that, but also another great thing that he gets grieved, you know it's uh uh what we speak uh what we speak, uh like you know like cursing words or but really what comes out of our mouth and sometimes we forget how how much effect that has, you know what, um but yeah, he is God with us and 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 uh. Yeah, you know, sometimes I'm careful how I, I speak about him because I know how, you know, because of the fear of God in me, the fear of the Lord in me and uh, the holy fear. And uh, so I'm very careful when I speak about him, too. You know, I, I always have been ever since I became a Christian. Mm-hmm. When it comes about, you know, the whole spirit I'm very careful how I try to explain him because
4: i don't like you don't he- never hear me say oh he told me this he told me that yeah. i always say the lord the lord the lord
2: yeah
4: because and that fear you know it, here's one thing we can sin mm-hmm. and we can even lie yeah and when i say lies lie is not uh, we're not looking forward to lying mm-hmm. but sometimes even when you tell a story you can either add or take away from the story that's a lie mm-hmm. So what happened when you said well he told me this It's a i see it as a borderline of blaspheming mm-hmm. to me
2: yeah
4: because the people that were criticizing jesus when he said that the blaspheming of the holy spirit will not be forgiven they were speaking against of what he was saying
2: yeah that's
4: right so and we sinful right. creature men need to be, be careful with that mm-hmm. you know because we mm-hmm. can lie we can say things that are not true and, and we can college there was a color we can color a conversation we put color to it like when we say white mm-hmm. thing yellow thing you know that mm-hmm. you know yeah. religion have made us to do those things what do you think brother miguel
6: i mean so true yeah just you know smiling because that's so true it's a good point i need to be very careful we, we, you know, our mouth, it's just, it's so, so small member of the body, as the scripture says, that how, uh, yes. man, we really, we really, um, made, make mistakes so many times in the past, and the Lord help us not to, <laughs> you know, to offend anyone, or the Holy Spirit, as we are talking now, um, mm. you know, um, so, yeah, it's very, but we need to be very careful, I mean,
4: Mm-hmm. it is it is it is dangerous to 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 say something that he supposedly told someone and it it could be a conversation they have with someone else, and that alone is a mistake, and so it just we just it's, it's better to say the Lord yeah because Jesus himself said that the blaspheming against the Lord and the Father will be forgiven, but not of the Holy Spirit, so then if you make a mistake saying something about Jesus that you, you know, whatever, whatever it was, whatever the situation was, the Lord will forgive you when you repent, mm-hmm. you know, and even the Father, if I'm not the Holy Spirit. Right. So there's a fine line that we need to be careful we don't cross. Mm-hmm. So it's better to say the Lord or God and just keep it as that, you know, and, and be very careful. Use the, the 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 name of the Holy Spirit to glorify the Lord or to glorify the Holy Spirit, and, and, and the work He does for the church in the last day is awesome. It's beautiful. He's a wonderful counselor, you know. But don't use it as a comment, like I hear a lot of people doing in that. When I hear them saying, I don't even want to hear them saying what that, because they keep saying, "Oh, He told me that. He told me that," and they keep using His name, you know. And there's a warning to us not to use the name of the Lord in vain. And when we, I believe that when we, we say the, the name of the Lord, we're speaking about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I truly believe that. Because I know a lot of people only related to Jesus, but isn't the Father Lord? Isn't, isn't the Holy Spirit one with God? Yes. So, and remember, God is one. So all three are one. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So we, you know, need to be extremely careful. And just you know the Lord, the Lord, you know, and, and keep it as I and do it under that fear, so we don't we don't make the mistake those people made when Jesus told them because they were criticizing him, they told him they were speaking by valsebo, which he, you know he warned them that because he was speaking under the the Bible said inspiration of God, the Lord, and. And they were being the Lord was being was being one at that moment, speaking, inspired by the Holy Spirit, and and he told them, you know, this is not my word; this is His word. Yeah. And and if you, what you saying will 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 bring you into blaspheming, you're blaspheming. You you're in that cutting line. Of the sin that will not be forgiven and they were there and the lord told them so that that will not be forgiven against the father of the son and yes but not against the holy spirit in that guys. so we you know i read that and i read it and i read it so i could get more knowledge of it i wanted the lord to give me more clear understanding what is it that they say what is it that the he was referring when he said to them not to say it or they will be blaspheming and they were criticizing the lord Notice how a simple critic, someone criticizing someone, speaking from God and being inspired by God, can end up being a blaspheme. Because yeah. so, what's simple? Again, what's simple? I remember when, when Brother Lai was asking Father about knowing, knowing the day of the rapture, and he said, Father says to him, if I don't reveal that to, to my holy angel, what do you think you stand for men? Why would I reveal it to you? sinful men. And that was an eye opening to him and to me. How God said to us that we are sinful men. And truly what we are. what do you think we repent every day? Yeah. Why do you think the Lord wants us to be repenting every day? Because we're sinful men. And it's it's our nature. This is this this is the falling Adam body that we're in. This is the falling Adam that God kicked out of, kicked out of his presence. God kicked out this body that you and I are in falling Adam out of his presence and put a sword in in an angel not to allow this body back in. Keep it outside. It's rotten. It's evil. It's disobedient. Keep it outside. And that's what this body is. What What do you think in this body we need to repent every day so that God may have mercy on us? He told us to endure. What do you think endure means? Repent every day. Persevere, what do you think it means? Repent every day. It's something that you do repeatedly every day until the Lord comes to endure, and persevere. And if you stop doing it in one day and you stop blaspheming and the Lord comes, what happened? Huh? Tribulation. Seven years of tribulation. Bitter, bitter seven years. My brother and sisters. You know? God would have mercy. When we are, God has mercy on everyone, not to give a misunderstanding. But, you know, if we undo and do what he's saying, when he comes back, he'll have mercy on us to take a home, you know? But even if he leaves us behind, he'll have mercy on us if we're not repenting to give us a, t- a second chance in the Great Tribulation. But it's a chance that we don't like it. Who would like to stay behind in that chance of the Great Tribulation? And that second chance, because God is the God of second chance. What do you think about that, brother Miguel? Staying behind on that second chance?
6: Oh, so terrible! You know, staying behind in a second chance. No, that's so terrible. I, I don't even. I, I, when I testify to people, you know, because I warn them when I share the gospel, I also warn them, hey, there is there is a time to come very soon—the seven-year great tribulation but you don't want to be there. It's going to be a such a miserable time for people. Um, the anger and wrath of God poured upon the poor humanity. Uh, at least, you know, it is a second chance, but you don't want to be there. It's better now. You know, the door is open. Opportunity is open for people to knock the door, to seek. I tell them, you know, it's, be- it's better to weep now. It's better to weep because those who weep now We'll have laughter at the end. We'll have joy, felicity, true felicity. But those who now are really um, comfortable, you know, in their life, with their pleasures, with the common routine, common life, will we'll end up in that misery time, really miserable time, not, not now weeping at that time, um, really, really looking ab- um, above, like looking up to heaven. Um, crying for mercy, and God is good, you know. When we think about the second chance, we, we really, the, you know, all those chances, you know, if, if God is now really patient, um, has long suffered and not willing, you know, willing no one to, to, to perish but to repent, uh, and now we see in the Scripture, as you say, you know, there's a second chance to repent for those that are left behind, we really see how great and, and, and merciful is our God. That greatness is just, just too great even to think about it. It's just tremendous, you know? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's always better to tell people to not be willing to be left behind. The time is now, and now it should be.
4: Amen. Well, we were talking about something early that... I may need help from my brothers and sisters to maybe see if the Lord gives you something about this, because there was something we were talking about earlier that uh, maybe if you hear what we were talking about, uh, all of you that will be listening, listening to the program can help me understand and other people that would like to know also, okay, the only way in the Great Tribulation that you can be saved, right, is by being beheaded, right? Is that true? That's what the worst is, right? I was just looking at what Miguel was talking about. It. Amen. You have to be beheaded. It's, not, it's not, not what we read in the Bible. Yeah. In order to be unsafe in the great civilization. right? so if you're running and a beast is chasing you, and, and the werewolf goes, and eat your head, does that get you safe? So that's what we were talking about. Because the Bible says beheading. But if the werewolf eat your head in a second are you safe? And we would say, Well, if the person is running and repenting and all of a sudden the werewolf open them mouth they like they got big heads, big mouth. And boom, eat your head. What do you think, Brother?
6: <laughs> well, that's pretty unfortunate for that person. Uh, you know, we really wish for that person to really that's repent a before lot. that happened. That's a lot of, you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah That's terrible it, You know With the
4: beast it Go boom And hit the Either per- head of the person And the body Just fall off And, 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 and Is our person safe Because he just Got hit by a beast Or a wolf What do you think Bro him? See,
5: what I, I've meditated On this before Because that You know <laughs> I'm seeking Knowledge too You know <laughs> So uh, I know it says what I what came to mind was when it says that death will flee from them. Mm-hmm. So to me the way I see it is um those that uh it is it does say it's gonna be um the only way for someone to be saved it would be for uh for them to get beheaded. Um but yeah yeah, in that case, you know it's like a a beast is chasing someone i see it as that person you know not dying since since death won't be there now if someone is pointing a gun at them you know like uh
4: what about blowing the head of the body with a gun shotgun and boom we blow the head is that like beheading or that doesn't count i
5: i i feel like that doesn't count that what wouldn't count i see it as that i see Counts as if they say, uh, take the mark. You know, when they say, uh, take the mark, or we'll, we'll shoot at you, we'll, we'll kill you.
2: Mm-hmm. I see
5: that that's when it counts. Um, or, you know, that's when you well, say, for the
4: his name. Is for, the person is running, right? Yeah. And the army is, is shooting on them. They haven't taken the mark. They're running for their life. And boom, they blow up their head. What do you think of
6: You say the, the army? Yes. Yeah. No, no, that's terrible. I mean, the Bible says it's only when they are beheaded for his name's sake, so for the Lord's sake. So, you know, believe in the Lord and confess openly. Well, that shouldn't count for salvation unless they have been repenting all the time knows you know his sovereignty so.
4: so the person is running oh my god save me and like lord please have mercy and boom they blow up the head
6: yeah that may count i think wow. that's what i believe you know <laughs> they Persons truly and they help? truly try it out try it out to god amen
4: because i saw what the lord showed me in the revelation when he me to the great tribulation, these demons were chasing these people and they were calling out to the God. They were running as fast as I think human beings run, really scared, really fast, in an open field. And I can see them crying out to God, I can see the tear on their face, looking back to the demon, but still running, running for their own lives, you know? And the demon was cutting up to them. to cut them to pieces, right? So the question is, you know, if they cut onto to pieces You know, and they they're calling to God and they're repenting, is that still count of beheading? What do you think?
5: Yeah. The Lord will, you know, uh the Lord is going to be helping people, I know that. You know, um you know that from the from scripture that um whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know, so the Lord will be here, you know, helping people.
4: Yeah, I saw the Lord from the sky helping them. So he sent his angel to help them out. But I saw a few that, that have been cut up to the demons cut up to them, and they they cut up to them, and and the demon had like a like a, a machete, but this machete was like in a U shape, mm. you know, with a, a tied to a, to a piece of wood where he could, you know. Cut the person to pieces So they cut up to some of the people You know Sorry. And so but the one that were like Truly 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 They were all calling on the Lord to save them mm-hmm. And he did save Almost all of them but some got demons got cut up to them were cutting them to pieces What do you think So that the one that even though they were calling on the name of the Lord yeah. That got cut to pieces Yeah by the demon they still got saved You believe that
5: uh, yeah
4: that's that's definitely but so when we say beheading it's something specific
5: I see it as that as being beheaded as something specific as you know I see it being beheaded as as before taking the mark of the beast or they're offering it to him you know like uh, you either take it or or you're being going to be beheaded because beheading seems like it's going to be the you know um, it's like the system of the mark of the beast That that's they're gonna have that. Either you
4: take the mark, or you're gonna be beheaded. Um. I, but here, look, here was someone saying during Jeremiah's time, the Lord assigned some people to die by the famine, sword, and pestilence. You know. So, again, and remember, some of the disciples were killed. Didn't heaven, but they were killed also by the Romans. So everybody will have a different way of dying in the Great tribulation.
7: Yeah.
4: But the key, I don't think the beheading is so specific like we think, because it might be that in the translation of the word beheading, we we we, because the Jewish people say this all the time. Christians get caught up with a certain words, mm-hmm. and they just think because it's, there's thousands of ways of dying or being killed. And we get cut out with one way, like beheading. the the Muslim, the Muslim, um, what is that they do? They cut people's head. They, they I, I forget to
5: beheading because uh, they cut their, ne- uh, their neck.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: So it's same thing as beheading. yeah, they
4: do like a beheading, which is called uh, it's called by another name. And, and uh, you know, it's the same because they, they're doing it to Christians. You know, yeah. so. I think it's dying for the Lord, mostly what it means, Mm -hmm. that, yes, beheading, some people say it's a specific beheading, I think it's dying for the Lord, because the Bible uses the word martyr, martyr, right? Yeah. So, which is mean what? Those
5: that
4: uh, were torture for the Lord, you know. Die for the Lord Exactly yeah. Okay mm-hmm. I think the beheading uh, Could be Specific to certain nations yeah. Like the Muslims
2: yeah.
4: And I mean They'll be beheading all over the world There will be sh- Sharia law all over the world Where they'll kill They'll behead people cause That's what it is mm-hmm. That That's going on right now The Muslims are introducing that worldwide So beheading will be all over the world but the word martyr, murder, murder for the Lord it is the key, which is to die for him. So eaten, eaten by the beast, shot by the army, cut to pieces by anyone, any monster or anything, it still follows under murder for Christ, dying for Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Under that murder, mark here that you know, he's calling everyone to be, because you're still believing See, you're not, you're not fighting back. Okay? You are believing God and you are living for God and you're running, you're hiding. And you know that the only way for you to be in safe is Jesus. Yeah. So the person is hiding in caves, hiding in an abandoned house. Whenever they can find a place to hide, that's what they're doing. They're hiding. They're running. Because they're being persecuted. And then they're being killed for the Lord. However, they're being killed. What about someone is poisoned now? In the great tribulation. Or someone drowned. Is that still... (laughs) I guess,
5: you know what... That part where I said earlier about... That death will flee from them. You know. So that means they're going to... You know get to a point where they will die without dying. Like they just, they're like ripped in pieces, you know, so they're gonna like, I know in hell, that's what happens. You know, they come back to, they form back to, Mm
2: -hmm. you know, Mm
5: -hmm. uh, that's how I see it. Mm -hmm. It's like, they they're gonna have to suffer, you know, uh, some before the, you know uh because it's seven years and i know the lord is going to take some people you know like believers stay behind you know some might not even stay to seven years you know he might take him before
4: or he, he you know but um this yes, is it, it, a good question that we we never talked about this on the lord java we never yeah. um, we never say let's talk about this let's it's what do, you, what do you think, Brother Mio?
6: And, and I also believe that, you know, it, it has to be according to the predestination of God, you know. So that's something also very particular, you know. The souls are going to be saved during the Great Tribulation. Um, according to the word, is those that are, are predestined, you know, before the foundation of the world that also, you know, give us to understand how such, you know, this, the, how such a privilege we do have being and and have believed and not um, by our faith, you know. Yes. But rather be saved from the wrath to come. So knowing that God has uh, to um, lead us to and not treat others, you know, above you, above, um, of what we believe, you know, not believing ourselves above them, but rather, you know, you may speak to someone that is still, you know, predestined, elected by God, but is... is um with everything but you know we we need to be you know thinking that it is according also to to action you know Mm. still you you think that those that that are safe are part of
4: amen thank you Lois
6: go ahead my brother you
4: think that uh, tonight program will help people not to look forward to staying behind
6: Amen. What do you Amen. think, Lord?
4: Mm, yeah. You think that this program tonight will encourage people to look forward to the rapture and not staying behind? Because there's a lot of people looking forward to staying behind. I I don't encourage that, no. I, the
5: Lord said in uh, Matthew, you know, that it's going to be a time like it never has been since the creation of the... since it's never been, since pretty much since never... Never has been, and never will be this this worst um so what would you what would someone look forward to going through such a horrible time you know such suffering I mean
4: well, what do you say to the people that have paid for a bunker to to stay during those seven years, and got all kinds of food and blah? what do you say uh,
5: no, <laughs> no, that's not my thinking no it no, it hasn't been my thinking, but you know what they you know they got something because i understand you know that the lord has people predestined uh the lord can has empowered or gifted someone to stay behind because the lord can do anything you know he can do everything and and i believe in he can he has uh his people for example he has the 144 i believe some of them already know they are one of them or others don't but he has people that
4: because he knows... that. So, are you saying that unless the Lord tells them to, to yeah. do that, not to
5: do it? Yeah, that's the only way. If the Lord tells them, but if the Lord hasn't told you anything, you know, why would you go ahead and try to do something on your own? You know, like mm-hmm. trying, uh, you know, wanting to go through a great tribulation. You know, unless, if the Lord has told you, you know, that you, you're you going to be one of them, then, yeah, you're preparing, you, you know... You don't say oh i don't want no you do because that comes from god from the lord you know and, but if he hasn't told you anything you prepare for the rapture which is sincere repentance now
4: so a lot of people think that we're preaching fear like especially the people that have the bunker ready for seven years they think that we're mm-hmm. preaching fear they say that you should not be afraid uh
5: Well, I understand, you know, if they would say, you know, to not be afraid because, um, uh, like I say, if the Lord has told them, you know, but if, even so, you know, it I understand we shouldn't be afraid because we, we shouldn't if we're right with God and if we're, if we're right with the Lord now, we're, I mean,
4: we're So Because people say, why should you be afraid of staying behind? Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, no. <laughs> what do you say, Brother Miguel? Some people think that why should you be afraid of staying behind?
6: Oh, it is not a light thing, you know, to mess with our God. And because of lack of fear of God, that's why people, you know, think that they take everything for granted. They think that not going to be such a time. But we do our job, you know, warning them. What is written that the wrath will come? It is burning like a furnace. And love, that he is the righteous judge, and they should be afraid. But they should be afraid of, you know, of not repenting, of not approaching to God. Uh, in the fear of the Lord is wisdom. You know, there's a lack of wisdom then because if they don't fear God. <laughs> That's why, you know, people can overcome fear with another fear, to the remedy for, for a problem. If the problem is, hey, you have fear of the tribulation, then the remedy for that is the fear of the Lord. You, know, you see? So they, can, they can, um, can fix that fear with another fear, and that is the fear of the Lord, the true wisdom, right? It is really interesting. Amen. Thank you, Lord.
4: That That is so true, Brother Miguel. That is so true. Because a lot of people told, but they all be preaching fear to people and and and. and. But you see, uh, I told people not to take the vaccine for for two years or almost three, and, and they thought I was crazy that I was always doing was bringing fear on people and all that. I had a pastor call me on the phone from from Orlando and say. He we were great friends and he says to me, you know, he says that he was gonna get the by and then was gonna bring a lot bring a lot of soul into the kingdom and all that. So and then after you know, before he took the by seeing, remember the Lord showing me that he he will he will take it and, and will end up turning into a werewolf in the Great Tribulation. Which I saw him turn into a werewolf in the Great Tribulation. So then in the Great Tribulation I was kind of afraid of him because he he was turning into a large werewolf going out to hunt for people to, for me. You know. Mm-hmm. So I was <laughs> trying to stay away from him until he would turn back into human and then went and had a conversation with him in the Great Tribulation. But I reminded him that I told him so before and he acknowledged that what i was saying to him it was true i told him so you know like people in hell when the lord took to me to hell a week, a week a week and a half ago they acknowledged hearing me talking about the vicina to take it and and they they acknowledged that i was right in hell they acknowledged that i was right that they should have not take it but now it's too late and they're wondering how can they get out and now they know that the government lied to them, my brother insisted. So how far are we going to take this message to people? Because I can see, you know, telling them don't take the white scene, get rid of the government of the rapture, and, that's, and people are saying, you know, oh, he's a fear he's fearmonger. He just keeps telling people, he's putting fear on people. And, 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 and you know, they, they call this Bible verse, God's not a God of fear but a power. You know? And and I think it's being misapplied. Because it's not in regard to to you know, God called the people to be obedient. Like the people could have told Jeremiah, God is not a God of fear. But they ended up being slaving in Babylon and, and a lot of them die by their own choice. So obedient here is better than sacrifice to God. And the choices you make can save you or lead you to death. Especially if if you make them in obedience to God, it will lead you to life. But if it's in disobedience, you know, my brother insisted. and And thank you for that information. People are in and now are asking people to kill them. It's true. It, it all this, all kinds of stuff are happening. My brother and sister. And it and it's sad. Because a lot of them heard preacher like me saying, "Don't take the right thing," and they told us crazy. They they said, "No, don't listen to them." And God was using that to save their lives, to keep them whole, to to save their soul. We read the verse earlier that what Jesus said about uh, this is, "What prophecy? If what prophet? What is a man propheted? And He should gain the whole world." And lose his own soul. Why should a man give in exchange for his own soul? Two questions the Lord asked there. This is how we we'll begin the program tonight. Why was someone give in exchange for his soul? The people that are, that are went down, vaccinated to hell, they will give anything. They're willing to give their bank account, anything to get out of there. But it's, it's kind of difficult. It's kind of difficult. Now, the Lord showed me something powerful this week in regard to the vaccinated. And it is that if you're a minister, and you are telling people to take the vaccine, you're not coming home in the rapture. You will have to stay behind. Even if you don't take the vaccine yourself, you're going to be punished for it. Okay? Remember what Jesus says. Walk to the men. Who will make one of my little ones fall? It is better for him what? To put a maelstrom upon his and throw himself into the sea. Mm-hmm. That to make one of his little one fall. Yeah. Okay? The Lord is serious with this. He showed me a pastor who's telling people it's okay to take the vaccine and I'll pray for you. And you'll be healed from the effect of the vaccine. And the Lord showed him Show him to me, stand in the great tribulation. And these people coming after to him to beat him up mercilessly because he, he they say they, that he deceived them. He lied to them, okay, that it was okay to take the and He will pray, and it will be rash already. And they came out to beat him. And the Lord helped me there watching the whole thing, okay? And the Lord let me know there. People like him who who are saying these things these people that, that are there are people off minister offering the church to baptize the people and their members. they are in trouble with God you, you can tell anyone any minister who's doing that, brother Al Saada said this, you are in trouble with God. you are in trouble with the almighty, okay. You are in trouble with the Almighty. If you are telling people to take the vaccine, that you are going to pray that the effect will be removed from your body, and that you will go home in the rapture with Jesus, because that will not happen with them, and that will not happen with you, if you're telling people to take the vaccine. Okay, the Lord showed me this. He He wanted me to see this, and specifically to know and understand that there will be consequence. There is consequence for those that are telling people to take the vaccine and that they will pray for them that the effect will be removed from their body. No such a thing is going to happen. They're going to turn and they're going to stay behind. Very specific, Jesus was for me on this. And I'm telling you, there is a lot of pastor ministers that listen to me and, and, and they think it's okay for people to take the vaccine. You are wrong. You are wrong. You will not pray away the effect. Whatever is coming for them is coming. It's a consequence of sins, my brother and sister. Here's an example. When King Saul disobeyed a God, Samuel, his best friend, prayed for him earnestly. And pray and pray. And God says to Samuel, how long are you going to keep praying for Saul? How long are you going to keep praying for Saul? I have rejected him. Okay? God told Samuel. Samuel was one of the most anointed men in the Bible I ever read about. Samuel did not marry. Samuel dedicated his whole life for God in the work of God. He is a holy, righteous man of God. His prayer was very powerful. Whatever he had God, There's a part in the Bible when Samuel prayed, the enemy were coming. And the power came down and defeated all the enemy. When did you see people doing that? God defeated all the enemy by the prayer of Samuel. Samuel was a powerful man of God. My brother and sister. When he went to anoint David as a king, God spoke to him clearly. Who would the one he should choose? Although they leave the father. Of David was a best friend to Samuel, and would have loved to have chosen one of the biggest, strong son of, of Eli. But no, it was, God told Samuel, no, it's David, the youngest one. My brother insisted. Man looks at the heart. Man looks at the appearance, but I look at the heart, God says. My brother insisted. Samuel was a very powerful man of God. And God I said, how long will you keep praying for Saul? I have rejected him. Samuel and Saul were great friends, great, great friends. My brother and Samuel loved him very much. But even though for all the love he has for, for King Saul, the Lord said he had rejected him. My brother and sister, when God says something, through prayer cannot be changed. When God declared judgment in that way, as he did with over King Saul, the prayer of the holy man of God, Samuel, cannot change what God had declared of a king's soul in that regard because there is a consequence for sin. Okay? The vaccinated will have to stay in the great tribulation. And if you pray for them seven years faithfully, the Lord can return them back to their body and restore them. That, what it, that is what is going to take seven years. Seventy years was Israel in Babylon enslaved. My brother and sister, what was their downfall? That when they were called to worship the idol of King Nebuchadnezzar, they went and worshiped the idol. The only one that did not do it was Daniel and the other three Jewish men. But the rest of the people went and bowed down to King Nebuchadnezzar idol. Those people went back to the land of Israel for 70 years. Because back that time, Manchin still last three and 400 years easily without any problem. My grand lived to be 120 and maybe more back from the 1800 These people were two over 2,000 years ago. They could live 300 and 400 years without any problem and to be young and healthy. They only were in Babylon 70 years. When they came back to the promised land to Israel, then the Lord gave a Messiah, his son. A Messiah came to his own, and his own received not. Why they cannot receive Messiah after seventy years? Because then, when they worshipped the King of Uchines of Idol, they became spiritually blind. They became so blind that their own God came in the flesh and stood before them, and they could not recognize him. They didn't know who he was. They came against their own God, their own Lord, that spoke to them back in the book of Judges, face to face. They knew him back then, but when they worshiped the King of of idol, they became blind, and they could not see Jesus. The same they called Lord and God, that Gideon called Lord and God. They recognized him. This time, they, they, he came back again, and they didn't recognize him. Because idolatry will make you blind. what do you say, brother Miguel? And
6: bro- so. Amen Brother, and now that you were sharing about um, you know the the warning and the message that the Lord g- gave you, you know this also applies you know for those pastors and leaders you know that are very quiet, I mean they know in their heart that it is really bad not the Lord's will will take a vaccine, but though they know in their heart that that is, you know, contrary to what the scripture says, they're still, you know, shutting up. They're still, you know, uh, silent, indifferent in their dualness and sluggishness. So I think that also applies to those pastors and leaders, you know, and the Bible compares such a person um, to dogs, and I don't want to offend, to offend any pastor or leader. Uh, we, we, we the Lord calls us to pray for them and to love them. But you know, the Bible, in a, there is an instance in the in the scriptures where the Lord compares to leaders and pastors of of the people of Israel as dogs that kind of bark. You know, so we are supposed to be watchful, vigilant, that tell the people, hey. This is the right way. And the people, you know, the people of this world, when they go to church, they expect to receive a word of guidance. But there are many pastors that have, re- that have you know, remained quiet about that matter, not telling the people, the people which way to go. But rather, they defer the thing to, okay, you just, you know, ask the Lord personally, take take. take Stay back to prayer and ask the Lord is you should take the vaccine or no and at least they are doing that, but it's still you know it still is a mistake because the Lord knows the heart you can't we cannot we cannot um, uh, God cannot be mocked we cannot mock a god he knows the heart and he knows those pastors and leaders that know that it is contrary that it is not right to take a vaccine especially one that is designed to uh, change your dna mess with your dna you know um give you death but still they, they decided to remain quiet and i think the bible says we do we do recall the scripture that says one that knows what is right to do and doesn't know doesn't do it it is counted to him as sin." so we need to be very careful and this is also what you're giving my brother LB is also a warning to those pastors that are not um, doing their job of, you know, uh, telling the people the truth. Do not take the vaccine. It is contrary to Scripture. They have no excuse. They don't, they don't even need a special revelation from an angel or the Lord himself, you know, in a visible form. But the Scripture, obviously, through the Holy Spirit, um, there's sufficient evidence for them to... Um, be aware and acknowledge that this vaccine is contrary to, to, to our God's will so that is a warning to those leaders you see
4: amen what do you say brother Tony yeah uh, yeah
5: that is true um, uh, that is uh, you know um, you've given you know you've given the warning, you know, we've warned people, I've, you know, we've, we've told them, um, you know, like me, I've told my family, you know, not to get the vaccine, you know, um, yeah, and, uh, you know, but I've told, you know, but you're right, yeah, it's that, uh, everyone that is, you know, seeking God, and that loves God, you know, is going to if you love the Lord wholeheartedly, you're going to say the truth, you know. Um, open rebuke is better than secret love, as the Bible says, you know. Yes. So it's better to just say the truth, you know, even if you're going to, even if you hurt people. if you're Even if you think you're going to hurt someone's feelings, it's best to just go and say the truth. and Because that's, that's what God is pleased with, you know. He desires truth from the inward parts, the heart, you know, what like the Bible says. And... Uh, uh yeah this uh thank you lord you know we we you know you you know you preach the truth here you've given the message that the lord has given you and and uh and you know it's 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 all he's asking you know it's just preaching the truth and warning them you know warning the people not to do because that that's his love that's the love of god you know because right. you you know giving his word, you know, warning to the people, don't take the you know, don't take this vaccine because it's deadly, it'll you know, it'll remove the soul and and uh, father was more specific. The way he told you was uh you know, then we'll never enter his kingdom. You know, when Father speaks, that's 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 it, you know, it's his word. You know, what he says it's when he speaks, you know, all you what we have to do is just bow our heads and say, Amen, Father, you know it's, uh, you know, um, all you do is obey. And it's when he, but when he said that, you know, it's, it's that serious, you know, it's that serious, it's vaccine like and um, and people have disregarded it and, um, but yeah, you know, yeah, that's, a, that's how we need to see it that serious, you know, because when you, when you said that, when you said that father told you that, you know, that, that shook me, that, I mean, that's one of those things that, you know
4: it's really serious and, and uh but you yeah. it is better to learn the weight of the lord mm-hmm. because then you can pray okay yeah and and um you can intercede for your family your friends who whoever it is you yeah. can ask the lord to help them and have mercy the lord this week also gave given me because the question is how connected is the spirit with the soul down in hell. And there are time with the per when the person the soul that is in hell, the person is connected hearing and seeing what the soul hear and see. There's a communication, not always, not always, because the demon in hell like to block that communication. Somehow they can they can block it and, and, and just have the demon that is in the body keep pretending that it's a person but the person in hell can a certain time um hear and see what the what the spirit can see in the body so there's still a a a a communication but i could see the as the lord was showing me this i could see the demonic beings blocking it a certain time and then the person not knowing what was going on in the body in hell but from hell they can they can a certain time communicate with the spirit they you know exactly what what the, a what the demon, what's going on in their body. What a person can see, they can see, you know. And, and there's, there's a communication is what he showed me, which to me was very interesting. Because, you know, the Bible talks about communion, the union, communion. And that communication is there, you know. We're one in the Lord. God has made our body, soul, and spirit. My brother and sister, and even though we can be separated, we still communicate. You know, because this thing is not as we think and in the spiritual sense. That um, there's communication in everything, my brother and sister. Amen. And we need to we need to understand that, and and by the word, by the word, so we can tell other people. But, see, the the key is not to take the vaccine. We have to be very dry, cut and dry about not taking the vaccine. We cannot be uh, uh, playing around or taking it lightly like some people are, certain churches are. Because, see, on and, and YouTube, churches uh, opening the door for the vaccination, they're going to have to give an account to the Lord. See, because they have prayed for the Lord for a card that they want they prayed the, to the Lord for a house that they wanted. They prayed to the Lord for the couple they wanted to marry. Okay, the bride, the, the boyfriend. They prayed to the Lord for someone they wanted to marry, and the Lord directed them, spoke to them, gave them a drink and provision. vision. And they knew it was from God, and they said, Oh, thank you, God, for this wife, this woman, or this house, this car. You know, why can you no, do not the same with the by seeing? Why can you not go to the Lord? Sometimes before people even travel on a plane, they pray. And the Lord, you know, directed them when to go and when not to go. And they they got there safe. So why cannot they do the same with the vicene? And on that great day, they're going to say to God, God, why did that vicene lead me to hell? And God's going to say, because you never asked me. You asked me about other things, and I answer you, but you never asked me about the vicene. You went and just took it. Okay? What does my word say? Curse is the man that trusted in man. Isn't it? Yeah. And if you trust a man blindly, this is why even when we say things, I always tell you since 2012, if, I'm, if I come here and I say the Lord said this to me or show me this, you know, you got to take it in prayer also and say, Lord, you know, did you say this to Brother Elby? Was this from you or you know if you're not sure if you're not getting that confirmation in your spirit that get witness to our spirit that what we're speaking is of God, then go to the Lord and say, "Lord, was this from you, Lord? Because I know that if I'm listening to someone who's speaking from the Lord, I get a confirmation in my spirit if it's from the Lord. If it not, I get this like trouble, warning, be careful, okay. And I'm careful, but then I don't criticize the person. I just I I will have to take it and pray after, if I'm getting it, it's not from the Lord. That the word is not from the Lord in a And no one can say, oh no, you have to receive it because, cause I have people say that to me years ago. You have to receive it. It's from God. You know. And then find out that it was not a, it's not what God was saying. At one time, my wife was having a a. a uh a boy and someone said it was a girl like i told him it was a girl and the person came and i'm like uh i knew that the lord had already told me it was going to be a boy the person was saying it was going to be a girl and i i tried to explain to them oh no you you don't want to receive the word of the lord that i'm giving you so say that to my faith you got to receive this word elvie and i'm like so i decided to stay quiet And what happened afterwards, it was a boy, as the Lord said to me, not as he was saying. My brother insisted, the Lord is never wrong. We can be wrong at any hour of the day, but not the Lord. Okay? The Lord is never wrong. And when you hear from the Lord, it's from the Lord. And when the Lord says something, it's from him. Now, we can make the mistake, because I've done this, and I'm going to explain it to you how. The Lord can tell you something, and you can go ahead and add your own opinion, and that's where the danger has come, adding our own opinion. Because most of the time we're wrong in regard to timing, date, and all that. And I used to get, in, get into about, about times and date, and, and you're going to be wrong about times and dates, because only God knows the day and the hour. Okay, so I stopped doing that. The Lord spoke to me back in 2015. My son, don't try to guess the day or the hour, okay? Stop that. And I stopped. That was an eye-opening for me. Because like many people, the Bible said this, maybe this is what this. No. So I don't do that anymore, my brothers and sisters. We just have to be very careful how we talk about dates, years, and times. Because only the Lord knows, only the Lord knows when things are going to happen. Unless the Lord is saying to us, something is about to happen. He's not giving us a day. He's just saying to us, like he says to me. Now, the Lord says to me this week, I was taken to heaven this week. And I believe I shared this on Tuesday night. I believe it was that the Lord says to me, I was asking the Lord, I was telling the Lord how difficult it's been for us down here. I was standing in heaven right before Jesus, and I was explaining to Jesus how hard it is for us, and I told him we just want to come home, and he says to me, I know how difficult it is for you, and he says, I, I know you want to come home, he says to me, and that tremendous peaceful place, the Lord acknowledged and tell me, told me he knew, he understood how difficult it was. And that we want to come home. I wanted to come home, I said to him. And I was asking him, you know, because he's been saying through his prophet that he's about to take his people out of the earth. If he were not signs some wonder, right? And this is the word he's giving me, in a moment. You'll be here in a moment. And when I heard that, I since I came back, I've been asking Brother Tony, I've been asking people, What does that mean? What does that mean, brother? A moment. Yeah, a moment.
5: Yeah, we were talking about it. Uh, I believe it was that. Yeah, it was a few days back. Yeah, we were talking about a moment. It's just something very, very close, you know, very close. And um, uh, it's one of those things that, you know, sooner than we think if we're going to be up there in glory like wow you know (laughs) we're already here (laughs) one of those things you know um but it's very it's I feel it very soon you know I feel like anytime (laughs) very soon we're going to be up there in glory saying wow you know um uh, um you know we're here (laughs) you know (laughs) we're here but a moment yeah it's, it's uh You have to be walking very close to the Lord to understand it. To understand what a moment means. You know, you have to be really you have to be seeking him with all your heart to understand what that means because you know, not everyone's going to understand that the same. But when you when you're when you're really close if you're seeking him with with all your heart you're gonna understand how close it is. You know, how close um how close it is that we're going home and uh, you. but yeah, it's it's not everyone sees it sees it the same But like I say, it's 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 a spiritual word. You know, the Lord is the spirit and so when he speaks, you have to be walking in the spirit to understand it. And uh, Amen. Thank you. uh I believe it's there's him. The way I feel it it's um it's it's a scene of <laughs> it's a soon of glory, you know, it's very soon, we're going to see ourselves up there, and that's my hope, that's my hope, you know, and, um, yeah, I want to, I, I want to be with him, you know, already, uh, like I was saying earlier, it's, um, uh, it's, uh, good to have this hope in him, but yeah, a moment is, yeah, I believe it's really close.
4: Amen. What do you think, yeah. uh, Luis Miguel? let me go.
6: Um, Thank you. What I believe, I wrote. What it means to me is, you know, let us care much, way much, uh, way, way, way less for the things of this life, of this life, and then let us care for the eternal things. You know, being prepared, studying the word, being prayerful, you know, being praying and fasting, seeking the Lord. Because otherwise, at the end, we will say, "Oh, how come I was, you know, hard-headed <laughs> and and really regretting uh, the mistake of not deciding to be devoted to the Lord." So, and, I, and I, you know, it, it is difficult in this flesh. I we we I, I wouldn't say that it is easy to say, "Hey, I want to be devo- devoted, spend much more time." But that's what what we really need to seek and really meditate each day and remember each day because we are really for, for, forgetful, you know, of, um, of thinking about the eternal things because there, there, there's going to be way too much to do for, for our Lord. We need to be a vessel for the time to come. So to me that means, you know, in a moment means let us care nothing less for the things of the world and let us care for the eternal things, being prepared, being a vessel Lord, how how can I be a vessel, an instrument? Use me, Lord, to bring souls, you know, to testify to people, to be an example in doctrine and in life. So to me that means, like, let us care less for things of this world.
4: Amen. Shalom, Sister Luna. Isaiah 54, 7. For a moment I have forsaken thee, but with great mercy I will gather thee. Uh, that's powerful yeah mm-hmm. 54 8 in a little wrap i hear my face from thee for a moment but with everlasting kindness will i have mercy on thee say the lord the redeemer everlasting kindness that sounds like a long time isn't it yeah uh, forever yeah thank you lord wow Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So, a moment. Oh, wow. Hallelujah. The devil was taking him out to the high mountain and showing all the kingdom of the world in a moment of time. There's a moment of time too. And he, he said in a moment, but there's a moment of time. And then First Corinthians fifteen fifty two in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. At the last trumpet. Well, wow, there's three things going on there. Twinkling of an eye, last trumpet, first is moment. So last trumpet, twinkling of an eye, and moment. All these things, Paul says, will happen. For so the trumpet shall sound, the death shall rise, incorruptible, and we should be changed. Now, talking about the day, because I saw the resurrection of the dead two weeks ago. And they they came back like in the glorified body, I would say, because my father was young when he came back, uh, the raising of the dead. But the word said that the dead shall be raised incorruptible. What do you you understand by that, brother? Yeah. Well, incorruptible means... Is that a glorified body too? That's how I see it, incorruptible, because
5: this body, the flesh right now, it's corruptible. Mm-hmm. but incorruptible means you know eternal you know like a uh, glorified body that's how i see it because it, it won't it won't corrupt so it has to mean that it's the glory the glorified body
4: amen um sounds like yeah glorified body but see it doesn't even use the word glorified body here it uses the word incorruptible
8: Corruptible.
4: because see the bride gets the glorified body like she want it she gets it yeah but the dead in christ incorruptible what do you think brother miguel is it the same or is that a different type of body
6: not the same body but yeah this is referring to the the the, the dead in christ so the ones that precede us preceded us and they shall be raising corruptible, that is you know um with a with a new body for sure, and we shall be changed, as paul here, so you know it is interesting that Paul was at that time you know expecting as we now expect much more for sure <laughs> to be changed you know transformed with the body. um oh so yeah mm-hmm.
4: so the the An incorruptible body, but we shall be changed. Is he telling us here that there's a difference from the death body to ours? That, yes, they're getting an incorruptible body, but we shall be changed. So I believe he's telling us we're going to get a different body than they. Because I noticed that in my glorified body, I can move like lightning, I speak here and there, but I didn't see that they're doing that. So the dead just had a new body, an incorruptible body, but I didn't see them moving like we did, like the bride. So immediately to me, it's it's different. Yeah. They're still getting a great body. It's not gonna cor- correct. But it's, it's not the
5: same. It but
4: it's it's just not the, the 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 same as the church. Yeah. You know, it's like when the Lord took me to the Millennium. We were in a glorified body moving like lightning. But the people that came out, the beheaded one, the, no, they could not do the same, and they marvel seeing us moving this way, mm-hmm. but they could not do it. Wow. So immediately, my understanding is, I remember I think the Lord answered me that question back in the millennium, like, you're you're being blessed because of, you know, you, you talking about the church, you waited for my coming, you suffer, you 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 know. Mm-hmm. Because there's, there's, a I heard the Lord say, yes, there's a difference when you are obedient and you wait. You get rewarded for that, so the prize is going to be rewarded with something much greater because she waited, yeah. she suffered, she 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 endured, she persevered, and I wanted to bring this on tonight because we want. We, We want the bride to understand that what you're getting is is a blessing. Some people call it a privilege. But it's a blessing that you're getting from God for being obedient. That you're obedient, although through suffering and much, it will be greatly rewarded by the Lord. And you're getting a glorious body. He says that we will be changed. Okay. And he's referring to, okay, he's referring to, to hallelujah, getting that special body. For this corruptible might be put in corruption, mortal might be put in mortality. Mm. So they're getting immortality, which they won't be able to die, but it's not the same as the bride. You know? And we go, to... to uh, the body the bride is getting, a, a a body where they can move here and there again. And it could be, maybe the Lord will give me more. I didn't see them doing what we were doing. You know, I didn't see them moving like we were moving. So again, and this is here, this timing, this is after the three days of darkness. So the question would be, can they move in their in, in immortality, and their immortal body and in their incorrect body, like the church, and I don't think they're going to get out the blessing like the church, okay because they they i don't know i just I just it's, i think it's a, it's a it's a good question to bring on now another thing Paul says here says in second corinthians four seventeen for our light affliction, which is but a moment working for us. As far more exceeding than the eternal weight of glory. Is he saying something here that we need to learn? He talks about an exceeding here, Brother Tony.
2: Yeah. It
4: says that for the light affliction, which is but for a moment, for us, as far more exceeding. Notice that we're getting something more. Yeah. In other words, he's, he's saying, you know, there's light suffering.
5: Because if you're in Christ, you have to suffer. You know, if you're you're really seeking Him, you have to suffer. But He calls it light affliction.
4: Mm -hmm.
5: It really is light affliction when it's compared to the glory that's going to be revealed. Eternal way to glory. Eternal. It's true that when a person suffers for the Lord,
2: Mm -hmm. you know,
5: the person gets more rewarded in heaven. Suffering for the Lord is great reward in heaven. More glory. The... Uh, uh, more glory of God in us Which means more joy More closer to, to God You know and So we must see it that way You know We must we must see as the word says it It's light affliction Amen. And uh, we're suffering yeah But it's just light affliction Compared to the glory that is coming Which is more than what we can Is yet to be revealed You know he has shown us you know, in part, you know, he has shown, he has given us, you know, a taste, you know, of what is coming. But he has much more than we can think
4: Amen. of. Yeah. Amen. He says on verse 48 of 1 Corinthians 15, As says, the earthly, 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 such are the also the earthly, is also the heavenly, such are are the heavenly. And as we have borne an image and we have a born image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. So he's talking here about the glorified body. This is the image of the heavenly. And it says that that's the one we're getting, the bride of Christ, the heavenly. Now this is, I say, brethren, that the flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven, neither does corruption inherit corruption. So behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep but we should all be changed okay and this brings to more life because we we shall be changed amen the question is are the dead getting the same body as the bride of Christ and it doesn't seem to me like it is but it also as you read the word it's something that maybe we have to study more
2: yeah
4: because I know Phillips could move and the power of the Lord everywhere, mm-hmm. and find himself in different places instantly. Okay, and that was a manifestation of what is to come. Okay, but the, when the tomb were opened and the people came out of the graves, the Lord op- The Lord made broke the rock in order for them to come out. If they weren't the glorified body, then they didn't need the help. God has to help them by breaking the rock. Because so they will bury, the Jewish people will bury their dead. They will carve a cage, and like they put, they did with the Lord, mm-hmm. and put a rock on, on and the and Lord broke the rock in order for them to come out. That means they needed the help. But in the glorified body, that's not the same. They can't stop you.
2: Right.
4: You know, like I noticed myself, I have power over the wind. I order the wind to take a young man and take him away, and the wind obey, you know. Yeah. So to me, it sounds like it's a we're getting a different blessing than the dead in Christ. But I I could be wrong, you know. I could be wrong. I did not see them doing anything like the church, though. So it, it begs the question, is it, is it the same body? What do you think, Brother Miguel?
6: Yeah, it seems to be the same. Perhaps it's just you know a matter of another capacities or virtues, only um, the, the Lord knows. But it seems to be the same body. You know, says the Scripture, mm-hmm. like we shall bear the image of the heavenly. You know, uh, and 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 I, and I do have a question, Brother. For, for instance, the heavenly, this heavenly, the, the image of this heavenly body. Was it the same that Adam had at the beginning before sinning? We might think that so. yes, right? But amen. Okay. Amen.
4: Amen. It seems like Adam had that same body and his holiness and righteousness before God, and after his sin. But there was something we were talking about. Thank you for bringing Adam, because now we're going to go to Genesis. Genesis. Um, Three there, when the serpent spoke to Eve, and there's something that we were talking about, my brothers and sisters, that God did not say. That the serpent says, and then he repeats it. Like, uh, the serpent was more subtle than all the beasts that the Lord God had made, and said unto them, Yea, God has said, He should not eat of every tree of the garden. I should not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat out of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said that we should not eat of it, neither you should touch it, lest you die. God never talks about touching touching it. Then the serpent said to the woman, you should surely not die lying. for God knows that the day you eat thereof, your eyes shall be open, and you you will know good and evil. And the fact that the serpent said that their eyes will be open is saying the opposite of what would happen. Because when they ate from the fruit, they became blind spiritually. They became spiritually blind. And the serpent said that their eyes will be open. Notice what the light is. My insisted. What God has said now, and you have to take it there now. In regard to eating from the fruit, hallelujah, my brother insisted that for them not to eat of it. Okay? It says that, thank you, Lord, let me see. Back in Genesis, uh, we got to go back in the story. Okay, I believe it's it's in 2 Genesis 2. Where God told them not to eat out of the fruit. Because in the day that they will eat of it, they will die. My brother insisted. He didn't say that their eyes will be open. Notice that the serpent lied about that? My brother insisted. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm looking for the, and this is in Genesis two. I'm looking for the verse here where he says not to eat of it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But he said that they will die, God said, if they eat of it. God did not say, Hallelujah. Verse 17, it
6: says, my brother.
4: 17. Thank you. But of the three of the knowledge of good and evil, thou should not eat of it. For in the day that thou eat of it, thou shall surely die. Notice how the serpents Okay, doesn't repeat what God said. But it said that their eyes will be open. And she said the contrary of the outcome of what would happen to them and they will eat of it. God said they will die. So it means they will come spiritually blind. And the serpent told them that they will, they will see. No, they will be blind. They came spiritually blind. My brother insisted. And, and today, for us to see the spiritual things, that we are blind of them unless the Lord opened our eyes, the Lord has to open our eyes for us to see them. Before, Adam and Eve can see them 24 hours. They can see into the spiritual world. They can see demons. They can see everything. But they became blind. Now they cannot see them. They cannot see Satan anymore. See? So Satan lied in regard to seeing. Now the Lord the Lord had to open our eyes for us to see them, to see into the spiritual world. And before Adam could see. So when they ate from the fruit, they didn't, they didn't begin to see. No, they became blind. They only began to see sin, understand sin. If they came to the knowledge of sin. And that's referred to dying. Because sin represents death. Falling. Separation from God, and so much more, my brother and sister. So their eyes was not open as Satan said, but they became blind. My brother and sister, when they ate from the fruit, God said that they would die. And so, as we keep reading, it sounds like they will see and see and what. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for, uh, for food. And so it was pleasant to the eyes. Here's another thing. How is the tree pleasant to the eyes? Because it's representing sin and evil. How can sin and evil be good for the eyes? You see? My brothers and sisters. So Eve immediately is is, is being deceitful. And the, the tree decided to make one wise. How can something that God tells you not to eat, something poisonous that can kill you, can make you wise? You see? It cannot. But Eve, immediately when she had her conversation with the devil, which we need to be be careful today, Okay, we cannot pray for demons. If we do with sin, and the Lord reminded me that's what you're right. Because how is... Somehow I felt I prayed for someone, and I didn't know that someone was a demon. Then the Lord let me know. And I said, oh, Lord. Remember the Lord saying to me not to pray for demons. And so the Lord helped me, reminded me, and I repent for praying for a demon. We cannot pray for a demon, my brother and sister. And I'm going to tell you this now. You can seek this from the Lord. If someone's been vaccinated and there's a demon in their body, you cannot pray for that demon. You can pray for the other, for the real person, to 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 God for God to have mercy. But not for a demon who was in hell thousands of years now is occupying a body of someone else. Okay, no. The Lord reminded me of this. We cannot pray for demons or we sin. Okay, take that into prayer. Take that into prayer. Before the Lord, if you want to know more, I want the Lord to confirm it to you. But we cannot pray for demons. And if we cannot pray for them, they can neither lay hand on us. Don't let any demon come up to you. Someone has been to lay hand on you. That's not acceptable. Okay? It will make you sin. It can make you open from being attacked by demons. Okay? And this it's going to help people who are maybe having a demon lay hand on them, and then they're being attacked because of it. Oh, Brother Obi, that makes sense, some people are going to say. You know, be careful. Be very careful. Body's being occupied by a demon. A demon should not be laying hand on you. Cannot be ministering to you neither. Because I already heard people saying so-and-so has been vaccinated and still doing ministry. You be careful. You take it in prayer before the Lord, not because I say so. I'm telling you, it was the Lord reminding me of this. You take it with him. You ask him. He'll tell you. He'll give you more. He'll reveal you more. My brother and sister, because if you ask a demon to pray for you, like having Satan praying for you, what, what good are you going to get from Satan praying for you? Not going to get anything good from him he's evil, he's wicked. my brother and sister, please i know that this is profound this this is something like you never heard before you you didn't think about this, but you know if you if you want to be in peace with the lord if you if you want to stay in union and communion and not being always constantly attacked by demons, you know seek the lord on this this regard and have the Lord lead you. He's in you. He with you. He is for you. Just ask him, Lord, you know, I don't want to be attacked by a demon. I don't want to be open to being attacked. Well, why are you having de- demon ministering to you? Why are you listening to messages of demons? On YouTube or on your Facebook or on your computer? If the minister has taken it by seeing, he's been compromised. And if he ministered to you, you're not getting the word from the Lord. You're going to have a demon giving you a word, a confusion, misleading you, misguiding you, false teaching, and so much more. And then you wonder why so many people are confused lately. Why do they feel that God don't love them anymore? Why do they feel abandoned by God? Because they're talking with demons. They're listening with demons. They're having demons lay hand on them. And they're so confused and they wonder, but I'm not taking the vaccine. Why do I feel this way? Well, now you have information you can take in prayer. And ask the Lord to take that confusion. But stop letting a demon minister to you, pray for you, lay hand on you. Okay? That's what's bringing your confusion on your life. That's why you're being attacked now every night. And you wonder why you're letting a demon some christians are still going to doctor having a doctor demon give them an advice a demon telling them how to take care of themselves a professional demon speaking to their lives a professional demon that was thousands of years thousands of years bound in hell now is in a body ministering to you giving you advice you be careful or you're going to be attacked severely. And then you blame God. Because that's what the devil does. He throws a stone, hides a hand, and says, look what God is doing to you. Look what they're doing to you. And you blame God for it. When God had nothing to do with it. My brother and sister, the Bible says, okay, the Bible says that there were five wise virgins. They, they were not all foolish. Five of them were wise. Let us be wise in the last days in our daily living. Not making no decision of having a demon minister to you, lay hand on you. Come and give your word. Here's the word for the day, for the week. And then you're more confused than ever. And you're wondering why. Because so-and-so took the by thing and they think they're doing great. My brother and sister there's so much more I, I wish i can speak more about this but i have to stick with the basics because i know if i if i if we go deeper than this it's going to have a lot of people scratching their head. but basic, let's keep this basic my brother and sister once you know they've been vaccinated once they tell you they've been vaccinated they should not be ministering to you should not be laying hand on you they should not be giving you a word I have to repent for these things. I have to repent for things, my brothers and sisters, because it opens the door for demons to attack us. And there's nothing more than the devil wants to be attacking a Christian. Instead of being the opposite, the Christian rebuking the devil, it's being the opposite in the last day because of the by and the transferring of spirit, the, the, the removing of the person's soul and putting a demon in the body. And a lot of people still having a hard time with it. This is all starting, but God spoke about all this. My brother insisted. When I went into the, in the Bible, Psalms, David said, he will not leave my sword in hell. He prayed for his own soul. David prayed for his own soul. They're going to have to pray for themselves too. Like David. For their own soul. My brother insisted. People are going to have to cry out to God like never before. We're also talking and meditating about um, that since the vaccination began, God has the church here two years, almost, almost three on earth. Why? Because Jesus needs us to pray and then to see. The prayer of the righteous availing us. We all have vaccinated families. How are they going to come out of hell at the end of the seven years if there's no one been praying for them before? You know that the prayer of the righteous goes before the throne in a state of fear until God answers it? Our prayer is going to go to the throne after we leave. Stay in the strong as a small, good incense, like incense, as it says in the book of Revelation. And God's going to answer that in due time. Those the end of the seven years, all the prayer that you and I have made for the vaccinated, God is going to remember them. The is gonna say, Father have mercy, remember. Hallelujah. Father have mercy, remember your people before they left the earth. They pray for the family. And Father will look into the prayer and answer and bring them back to their body. And, and restore them and give them a last chance to be in faith. My brothers and sisters, the Lord can do anything. Pray for your family. That the rational are not happen yet. Because the Lord in his wisdom needs us to pray for our family. If he would have taken us two years ago, where would there be any prayer for our family? Who would have been praying for them? for the vaccinated family, No one would have because the church would have been removed. But as long as we're still here in this little time, there's still a chance for these people to have have the opportunity to be in faith, being changed back to their body. God is merciful and he's using us in his mercy for the last time. Remember, Eternity is forever. Our time is practically gone. It's nothing compared to eternity. If you look at eternity, if you can see eternity, and if you can measure eternity, and compare it to the time that you are in now, you'll say, why did I worry for one second? Why did I concern myself for one second? Because eternity goes on forever and ever in heaven. In the heavenly place. Compared to this short time that is about to end, it's about to finish. My brothers and sisters, I don't know if there will be a human being that will say, wow, that was short. (laughs) That was easy. (laughs) I don't think there will be one. What do you think, Brother Miguel? Would anyone say that was easy? Referring to? When when someone comes out of the earth to heaven, will anyone say that was too okay. soon or that was easy?
6: <laughs> I think like um, soon, I'd say, yeah. Not necessarily easy, but soon. Yeah. Amen. We will look at time and say that was short.
4: That was really short. And we thought it was so long. You know? Well say that that was that was short. I don't know about easy. Not easy. <laughs> not easy, sister says.
2: <laughs>
8: <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> what do you think? Will you would you say that was easy, Brother Tony? Uh, no. <laughs> well uh Well a bigger fight is our desire. And as long yeah. as you desire the will of God. Yeah. What is where's the fight? If you do the will of God, it's no fight. But if you do your own will, you're fighting God.
5: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, I mean, I know that, you know. I know once we get there, it's complete. It, everything's removed. And what I've received is when we get there, you know, it's all going to be joy. I believe we're going to have remembrance of the good things that we went through. You know, salvation when you came to the Lord, and all those good things that you that we did. Um, but the, all the bad things, uh, all the suffering, I believe, all that's gonna be it's gonna be forgotten. You know, um, but hmm. but yeah, it's, I know it's gonna it, it's soon.
4: Um, you can feel it in your spirit. Huh?
5: Yeah, yeah, I can feel it. Yeah, definitely. I just feel like you know, I'm just going to say, well, you know, just, it's, it's over, you know, it's over, and once it is finished, before we know we're in that glory, I've had glimpses of, of, of what's going to be like, but it's just glimpses, and that's, that, that's how a comforts us sometimes, um, when, uh, when he gives us glimpses of, of what is coming, you know, um, and it's, it's glorious, it's more than we can think, and but yeah, just as long as we, we keep that hope, you know, and it's soon it's, we're going to be find ourselves if We're if we're sincerely repenting now, you know, cause that's what God wants, you know, now, and, uh, we're going to find ourselves in glory very soon. And, but, but yeah, it's, I know it seems hard sometimes when you go into something tough, like we, we were being tested, especially this year, you know, the Lord has said that it's a year of testing. In the testing, you know, when you're going through something difficult, it's um, it seems forever. It seems like it's taking forever. It's like Lord, you know, um,
4: you
5: know, we in our hearts, you know, we, the Lord knows our our pain. He knows that, and but um, but He know He. That's why He's going He's going to reward us the most. You know, when we get there, the the better wine, if you want to say it that way. He's going to give us the uh, us that are Suffering for him, the best wine. Um, so yeah, he's going to turn his water into wine soon. <laughs> you know, he loves that. He loves uh, making. He loves, like the Bible says, the prosperity of his people. You know, he's about to give us more than we can, <laughs> more than we can think of. Yeah.
4: Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. I saw a group of brothers and sisters in heaven. The Lord wanted me to see them from here from the Lord tower again and and I saw faces that I can recognize that were there, rapture in heaven and there was someone that the Lord wanted me to look at specifically but which it was rejo- he he had a smile I don't want to say names but I'm telling you he had a smile that wow It was like an angelic smile of of joy in heaven, like he never been happier than than that moment. You know, it's like, wow. Brothers really rejoicing. I had a smile from side to side, like people say, you know, thank you, Lord. But seeing brothers and sisters there with the Lord, standing with Jesus, the Lord wanted me to see them. For us not to take for granted those that are struggling but still repenting, because the Lord can bring them in. Mm-hmm. It's possible, everything is possible with Him. We we we. That's why we cannot judge, but pray, and don't give up on people. Jesus never gives up on anybody. Just just know that He's not giving up on you or on I. So why will we give up on people? But just let the Lord deal with people, work with them, try with them. Help them through the struggle in different situations. And, and he's merciful beyond our understanding. We think that we understand his mercy. I just heard the Lord say yes. Thank you, Lord. So awesome, Jesus. His mercy, my brother and sister, is so great. Remember when Father showed me Jesus greater than the heavens, he wanted me to see Jesus, his son, have a revelation of him unimaginable he is greater than imagination i saw him greater than his creations my brother and sister and i could not imagine jesus being so big but he's god almighty the bible says he's god and he's greater than his creation i remember a word and i'll finish with this thank you brother Miguel, for joining us tonight, Brother Tony. Mm -hmm. The Lord says to this man of God, I was the one who blessed Solomon. I was the one who brought abundance and riches to Solomon. And every month they will bring a delivery of gold and silver to Solomon, more than many nations do they have, monthly. I have them deliver Solomon a board of gold and silver to his, to, his, to, his, to his kingdom, to his palace, to Jerusalem, my brother and sister. I was the one who blessed him, the Lord said, my brother and sister. She blessed Solomon and gave him riches that many nations today don't have. Solomon, so we see that once a month, every month. My brother insisted, and it was the lowest. We think too, too little of him. But he is greater. Remember, he is greater than his creation. My brother insisted, greater than what we can imagine. Two of our
9: children. I've had dreams in regards to end times um, and war and um, I have dreams and my husband has visions, and so I'm going to start off with um, a message that I received and it was actually a message that was this is the very first message that I received in regards to World War III I had no clue about it prior to that and so it was a message about World War III and, um, and it had to do with, um, it, there's gonna be nuclear weapons involved, that America is coming under judgment for turning away from, from the Lord and that we will be attacked by Russia and nuclear weapons. And the Lord came to me and said that this is a message for my brother i had another dream in which i was i was in in a house that it, it wasn't my own i don't know where i was but i was with my family i felt like maybe there were some other people there and i just felt like i felt like the lord jolt my heart like he was trying to get my attention and i felt i felt i heard all this static in my head and i felt like that static was the Lord was telling me to turn the radio on. And so I turned the radio on and, um, and the, on the radio it said, um, you know, it was talking about Russia and it was saying um, about moving. And I knew the Lord was telling me that um, we were getting ready to be attacked and that we were supposed to go to a different location. And so um, I just remember scrambling to pack and and trying to quickly leave last week i had i had a dream where i was i was um, i was a soldier and i i wasn't i didn't feel like i was in america for some reason i don't know where i was um and i i was captured um i was captured by um, a, a different different armed armed soldiers and I and I don't know what country they were from. And I just remember being taken to this room with these other women and uh, being questioned. And I knew in my heart that um, I was going to be killed. And they were being really nice to me, but I knew that this was just a front to get information out of me. And I knew that I was going to be killed afterwards. And, and then I went to they were taking me to a different location Um, i had all this peace inside Um, uh, that only could come from the lord at the time even though i knew that where they were taking me that's where i was going to be killed and then in the same same dream i it it completely changed scenery and i i now was in america and i wasn't a soldier and i was um i was at my husband's grandmother's farm and we were well it was just me and I was I was looking from a distance and in the distance I could see this really large trench and it was a really huge trench and there were these tanks military tanks and I they were they were shooting into the trench and I felt in my heart that they were shooting at people um, I just had this feeling that there were people in the trench, um, but after the, after the tanks left, I, I went to the trench to see who, like, who was in there, and I didn't see any people. I only saw cows in there, and because, uh, there are cows at this farm, and I only saw dead cows in this trench, and, and no people, and so, um, and then there was another part of the dream where I, um, I followed these tanks to see where they were going and I remember crawling inside of like a storm drain to, to try to hide and from these tanks and but I, I remember the feeling that they knew I was in, in the drain and in the storm drain and that that I was going to be killed and I, I didn't know how they knew I was in this storm drain and and so when i woke up from this dream i i did some research because i I remembered what the tanks looked like and i i had never looked up tanks to see you know military tanks to see what countries have what tanks what they look like and these tanks were distinct and they had they were this camo pattern and i i started looking up the u.s and russian um tanks and uh, the u.s. tanks were just solid in color and, and, and the Russian tanks when I looked those up it was it was a Russian tank uh, military tank and so that was um, the last dream that I've had and so in regards to my husband's visions he uh, he's only had visions one time and they all came in the same night um, he said he didn't really sleep much at all that night and and so this happened probably about a month ago. How my husband's vision started was he 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 got up, he woke up and uh he was just laying there praying. And next thing he knew, um, he saw this Bible and this Bible, the pages were just flipping really fast and 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 then the pages just stopped and then he um it stopped at particular scripture, and and whenever he was looking at the scripture, he only could see, like he could see like there was a bunch of writing, but he it was he was just focused. He was just focused on specific scripture that the Lord was trying to show him. And so it was two pieces of scripture that he was shown um, that night. And um, those two pieces of scripture are Acts two so seventeen. I'm going to turn there. And Acts 2:17 says, um, "And it shall come to pass in the last day, in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall see dreams. And or shall have dreams. And so, this was the first one that." The Lord brought him to. I feel like the Lord was telling him that this is the time of the end, and that he, um, this is why he's getting visions. And um, the second piece of scripture that he was brought to was Revelation, and it was Revelation six fifteen, and it reads, "And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains." And the mighty men, and every bondman, and every freeman hid themselves in dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, "Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb." And then um, that was the last thing he saw in the Bible um, that the God was showing him. And then the scenery changed, and then he was standing on top of this hill and he was looking in the distance. And in the distance, he could see the mountain where Camp David is. And um, Camp David is the underground bomb shelter for the president. And he, he was looking at this mountain, and he said all of a sudden, multiple missiles were fired at Camp David. And he just saw missile after missile after missile hit Camp David. And he said, um, he just remembers feeling in his heart that, that the whoever was in that bomb shelter wasn't going to get out. Um, he just felt that in his heart and that was um, so those were the two the two visions that my husband had. Um, I'll, I'll now tell you about my daughter my daughter and her um, and her dreams. Um, now my daughter has been walking with the Spirit of God for years and I didn't even realize it. I didn't even know what it meant to be born again. I thought I considered myself a Christian. I had no clue. I didn't know all of the things that she was doing were um you know, all the things that she was changing in her life were was because that the Holy Spirit was convicting her. And probably about four or five years ago, she had a dream. And in this dream, she remembers being prepared. She she knew she was being prepared by the Lord to fight. And it was a spiritual battle. And she was going to be in, in, in God's army. And she was going to be fighting the forces of evil in her dream. And this was many years ago. Well, many years ago, four or five years ago, not really many, but anyway. But uh, that was the first dream that she had. And recently, this was just um, last week, she had this dream where she saw this map. And on the map, she saw all of our streams and lakes and rivers and all of our bodies of water. And then she saw all of them start to recede, and they were all drying up. And there was, there was no more water. And she felt the Lord telling her that God will provide for his people, that she shouldn't worry, that God was going to provide for his people. And and then um, the scene switched, and she, um, she saw uh, one of her family members, and I'm not going to say who, but this family member became really disoriented, and it was as though they were possessed and that person began to transform into an evil giant and then this person went to the cities to harm people and um that was the end of her dream her dreams that she's had recently and my my son uh he's he's only eight and um the things that have uh you know how god has been working in his heart has been crazy uh he will feel the holy spirit he, he'll feel all this warmth inside He'll tell me how mom i just feel all this warmth inside and i just love god i just love jesus so much mom and it just warms my heart and so um he has felt the need to talk to certain people about the lord he feels like the holy spirit guiding him to do so um he's had a message for me Um there was uh when I first got the message about you know World War Three and the nuclear bombs, and I started to realize that the end times are coming. I actually was hoping in my heart that I was going to be taken out with one of the nuclear bombs. I thought, oh, it'd be nice just to be taken out quickly and and you know not to have to you know to suffer through the tribulation and so there was this one night that that my son came up to me and he said mom I have a message I have to tell you and he said the Lord wants you to know that if you have faith that he will protect you from those bombs and oh, it just I felt like that message meant so much more than that it, I I do have faith that God would protect me if that's his will and but I felt like the message meant more because God knew that my in my heart I was hoping to go out with one of these bombs and I felt like this was God telling me this is not your time this is not my that's not my will for you you have a job to do and that job is to save souls and I feel like he's preparing me for something in the time of the end and I, I don't really know what what that is um, but I feel like that was a message of you know have your your jobs not done and and um, I need to have faith in, in God's will for me I love you friends Uh, God bless. Um, This message wasn't meant to bring fear to anybody. Uh, It's, you know, I just have to share what the Lord has revealed to me.
10: I I had a dream, and this dream, I was back home in Toronto, and um, I was walking around a city street, and as I looked up, I could see warplanes flying overhead. And I just, for some reason, I knew that they were Russian planes, and that they were going towards the U.S. And, um, I'm not sure exactly how I knew, but i knew um I knew wholeheartedly that it was Russia that was flying overhead, and they were not flying um, to Canada, but they were flying just past Canada and into the u s so uh I shared that with Philip after he shared his um his revelation with me, and um just felt the confirmation with that I have a crazy dream to tell you if I do start crying, you know it is what it is. But it was very serious and very, very sad to me. So I will be sharing that with you now. So the dream starts out. I'm walking into my grandparents, um, the grandparents on my dad's side. Open the door and my wife's parents are sitting in a living room. My daughter walks up from the doctor's office in my grandfather's room. He was a doctor. At the the home, it was on the mid-level. She walks up and she's crying. I guess, what's the matter, honey? What's going on? She says, Rose's parents, they haven't told you? I'm like, I'm puzzled. She walks uh, me to the TV, and Taiwan has been attacked, and um, they're being slaughtered. She looks at my uh, my wife's parents and says, the Philippines, the phone lines have all been hijacked. They're dead. Nobody can get through to anybody. Um, they can't get a hold of Rose's grandma, that's my wife's uh, grandparents. Um, The news cuts to to a special report that North Korea has sent ICBMs to Japan and two have been shot down already um, but exploded and believed to be of a nuclear force off of Hawaii. Um, They're telling people to shelter in place and they show on the TV people running from the beach for fear of imminent uh, catastrophe. Prevailing winds will push fallout towards all major cities and military installments. My dad walks down from the upstairs and is crying. He's holding my youngest son, um, Kylo. So, um, I ask, "Where's Bodhi?" And he, he's like, "Bodhi's in school." Um, I'm like, well, "We have to go get him." Like, "What do you mean?" Um, so we go, um, I run to the door to get to the car, and I see tanks are down at the end of the street. Um, the uh, the way that the tanks are moving, you can see their exhausts black you know black filling the air. The Humvee comes down from the mountain my grandparents lived on and I go to get in my car and instead I run to the Humvee and ask for the military for a military escort to pick up my son um, is it okay if you guys take me to the you know the school pick up my kid real fast um, the soldier from uh, the back window explains an EMP has been detonated above the clouds of the United States then says all buses have been ordered to Fort Dix um, it's a protection act and he said like 4423 of the Government uh, Protection Act. Um, it is now in motion for the future of American values and humanity. Uh, I go and run back into the house, but now I'm standing in like military camo at my house, at my parents' house where they live. Um, the sky is orange. It's like the sun is setting. I'm looking for my wife. Uh, I have like an M14 uh, machine gun in my arms. Uh, the front door is locked, so I run to the backyard and I see my mom, and she's like crying her eyes out. I'm like, "What's well, mom? What's up, man? What's going on?" And then I see the I see, I in front of her, I see like boots stand you know sitting there, um with a helmet on top of them. Uh, my mom says, "Your father, you know, he really loved your kids." Um, I look around, I like, kind of look up, like what, like what's going on? And the houses around me are all boarded up, as if. People aren't living them anymore, or something. I don't know. Um, the sense was that like a lot of people had died. My youngest runs up and says, "I miss Poppy," and I really miss Bodie. That's my middle son, um, the one that he took before dicks in the dream. I start to kind of cry, like I'm getting upset. The sense is that everyone's dead, and I go, "Where's Kylo, mommy? Or where Kylo? Where's mommy?" He looks up with a face of true devastation and being broken. His mommy's fighting the war in heaven now, so we can all be happy again. A soldier comes up behind me and says, "Lucifer is losing, sir. The Antichrist uh, killed a lot of good people, and the only uh, made God's army stronger. And for that, we'll have a place to go, you know, when we do die. Um, the war in heaven is just getting worse and worse." But the God's army is getting bigger and stronger. And I kind of was walking to the front of the house and then I woke up. But I just wanted to tell you guys about that dream. And um, the whole Taiwan thing is weird. Cause I keep having these dreams that come true about all this stuff. So I don't know. I love y'all. Talk to y'all soon. As you can see, kind of, the dream kind of broke me up. i of upset about it. But um, I love y'all.
0: I had a very strong vision. It wasn't a dream, it was a vision and I was taken up by a very powerful angel and taken to New York and he took me up in this high rise building and at the very top we were looking from that point towards the city. I could see the city of Manhattan and the angel was talking to me, I just cannot remember the words. But he was talking about words of judgment. There's this much I know. And he was showing me everything that would take place in New York. And he started to show me through, uh, from this high rise. A uh, nuclear war attack coming onto New York. And, and missiles were raining upon New York. And I could see in slow motion, I could see each building pulverized as it was coming down. People had no time to run. People had no time to escape. This came suddenly. Suddenly in an hour, as he tells us in Revelation 18. It came suddenly, folks. And it was so devastating and so much. It was the entire City was being destroyed, utterly destroyed. I saw the Brooklyn Bridge, which is a bridge made out of steel, it snapped in like twigs in four pieces, and and it fell to the water. Like twigs, it just snapped. the 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 violence of this attack was so strong, and the the amount of missiles that were coming down was so severe, and. Everything was being pulverized before my eyes. And I'm, I'm watching all of this in horror. And as I'm watching all of this, I see a major tsunami, like a major tsunami come up and swallow up. It was swallowing up Manhattan. And I, like I said, the sky was totally gray, full of smoke, black full of uh missiles uh warplanes um all i can describe is like warplanes i don't know if there were uh, drones but it was a massive massive attack taking place and people had no escape they had no they could not run building after building after building after building and this is what was shown to me For the Lord warns His people. Before He brings judgment, He warns His people. I'm not telling you what to do. You have to seek the Lord and ask Him what to do. He will tell you what to do. But I tell you that it is dire that you seek Him. The Lord is warning His people with very strong messages. To get his people to come back to him he loves us he adores us and he doesn't want for any man to perish it's for us to come to him and obey obey his word obey his commandments
11: just a couple nights ago the Lord actually gave me a dream and this is how it goes so my wife and I were ministering to a woman who we know and we immediately felt a violent shake in the house we run outside look up And I see that the streets from the distance, there's just black smoke just covering the skies. And when I start to see the smoke, me and my wife, our stomachs turned and we immediately knew, oh my gosh, it's here. The Lord warned us and it's here. The invasion is starting. And right when I looked up, I saw a Russian jet plane with a bunch of missiles on it swoop down and do a a bombing pass over a freeway. I look to the right and I see the freeway and it's pretty much all across the United States. But these freeways were absolutely jam-packed with cars as far as you could see there were cars on top of cars on top of cars and people were honking and panicking and trying to escape and the russians blew up the freeway and it blew up all the cars and when it blew up me and my wife ran back inside sat down and we're like well we have to submit to what they're going to do and so the holy spirit took me in the spirit to show me what it will be like with the russians ruling over us and to put it quite simply absolute lawlessness. And affliction and I just saw how absolutely lawless it's going to be when the Russians rule over the United States so when I woke up from this dream it literally felt like a physical bomb went off right next to me my body was shaking my ears were just about ringing and I'm not gonna lie to you there was like a panic of war upon me I'm just being honest as if I was just in a battlefield and the Lord just pulled me out and threw me into back into real life and I was just completely shaken up And the Holy Spirit started talking to me and he said, the weak Christians won't make it. When bad things happen, the weak Christians are the ones who get an attitude when things don't go their way. He said, get used to all night prayer nights and get used to fastings. Get used to this so that when they invade, you have the spiritual stamina to respond correctly.
12: I had a very vivid dream in this dream. I had an individual uh, whom I personally know who's in my family come to me. Uh, in the stream, and he says, Have you uh, You need to check the news out, and I said, why, what's going on? He said, it's on all over the radio, it's on television. I said, what is it? He said, you need to go turn the television on. I said, okay, 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 and I turn on the television, um, and what I'm going to show you, uh, and I try to find a an image that would best depict what I saw in my dream, so this is the best thing I could find, and I'll elaborate a little bit more on this as I'm talking about this, but let me, I'm going to show you what in uh, this this is an image uh, of America being invaded Uh and in this image they're being invaded from the west and from the east but in the dream I saw a map just like this now I didn't see I didn't see these towers right here so this wasn't in there but I saw I saw from the, uh, from the west from the east and from the north there was nothing coming from the south okay Uh in this dream I heard the newscast uh, the news broadcaster said ladies and gentlemen we are witnessing extraordinary events that are taking place in America Uh, it is apparent that we are being invaded and I heard this in my dream and he said if there was ever a time to pray it would be now that's all I heard in this dream now here's where it gets crazy ready again I saw there was an invasion coming from the West from the east and it was coming from the north and it was and i want to say this this is where it became detailed it was air and sea again let me say that again it was air and sea i saw bombers and warships submarines uh again warship, submarines and bombers uh it was coming from in 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 these uh and w- again it was on the news we were sitting here watching this on the news and you could see them coming in from the west. They were coming in from the east, and they were coming in from the north. There was nothing coming in from the south. Now, guys, here's where it gets chilling. When I saw the, you know, these different types of military vehicles and so on and so forth, when uh, they were like zoomed in, it was amplified to me. And this is what I saw. I saw. I saw the colors on uh, the 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 uh, the nation that was invading us. I was permitted to see the colors and this is what i saw guys that is the colors uh and everybody knows what that is that that was very bold it was bright and i saw those this color this is the color of russia's flag i have nothing to gain from this if anything uh i know that i'm going to gain a lot of scoffing from it so but as a watchman i have to come out and i have to uh, say what I did see
13: the dream started where the other one left off in this dream in the next dream dream number two I'm um, over in the uh, Northern part of Los Angeles what they call the San Fernando Valley And that's where you have like your suburbs and you know your neighborhoods and whatnot. What I saw was chaos people running around citizens Angelinos, if you will running around everywhere all over Uh, crying screaming in total panic like I've never seen in my life not even in the movies and there were soldiers Uh, they were they were paratrooping uh, parachuting on on, onto the streets they were running around everywhere it seems like the whole place had been invaded and like I said I couldn't tell you what the uniforms were for some reason I I couldn't even tell you the nationality of the foreign troops that invaded but for some reason in my heart I believed it was like Chinese and Russian troops but then once again for some reason I was in doubt I, I, I doubted myself I doubted the Lord I doubted I, I thought man, this is crazy I'm just a regular guy and I said well Lord if, if this is real if this is totally real give me one more dream one more dream and I'll believe it Lord and I fell asleep while I was saying that and lo and behold a third dream in a row about the much exactly the same thing and in this third dream it showed it was more like I got this it was more chaotic more destruction had occurred and it seemed like this kept going on and on it wasn't a one-day thing and people were running around and now people like are in hiding and stuff like that everybody was shocked that that's that's what the biggest feeling was was shocked no one could believe that this was actually happening that this was happening to us because we've never really been attacked except for like, you know, the Alamo, Pearl Harbor, that sort of thing. Um. Oh, and of course 9/11. But, you know, nothing like this magnitude where there's troops running around like this. This magnitude. I was just shocked, shocked when I woke up, and I knew, I knew it was just, just like the other dreams were. It just seemed so, so real. And this time I didn't really pray, pray and say, oh well, Lord, you know, give me another dream or whatever. But I fought it. In the fourth dream, it was more of the same, and it, sh- but it but it showed people in their homes. And they're in their homes, and they're trying to hide. Everyone's trying to hide by now, and more and more troops are coming in, foreign troops invading, more and more and more. It was a total invasion of the United States. The, the skies were filled with planes. Bombs were dropping. It was a total surprise attack. So it was more of the same on that dream. More. I could see the intensity of the, of the plan, of the attack, and it was a well-planned attack. I mean, we were overwhelmed, and it was evident that the United States was falling. That, that, that was the thing in the dream, and it was evident that this was the end times.
14: In my dream, we were actually in Hilton Head. Um, we were not in Orange Beach. We were in Hilton Head, and my family was there, my mom and dad and my sisters, and my, you know, my husband and my kids, um, and we were out on the beach, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Uh, bombs started dropping all around us, and mass chaos ensued, as you would expect. Um, Everybody freaking out, and we couldn't figure out uh, exactly who was responsible for dropping the bombs, but we knew that it was from somewhere over in the east. It was either China or Russia. Um, we, We just had this sense that the east is attacking the west. And so we we mass chaos. Everybody screaming, things, um, you know, bom- like the bombs were hitting the sand and just exploding and exploding and exploding, and it wouldn't stop. And so we all ran to our cars, and we were um, uh, we were trying to get out of the area. And all of the roads started shutting down.
8: This is my first YouTube video, and uh, the reason that I decided to make this video was that. My wife sent me a text message with um, uh, Bible verse in Ezekiel here and uh, I just wanted to, to sh- be able to share uh, a dream that I had because if I don't then I didn't do my job um, so basically I, I I wanted to share this dream that I had maybe about a week ago I I had this dream that I was walking um, outside of my parents neighborhood and I was walking on the sidewalk down a two-way street and um, to the right of me there is uh, conservation land, to the left there's conservation land. And all of a sudden while I'm walking I see that um, out of the blue sky comes out an airplane. But basically there were like three or four fighter jets that were swarming around this one bigger airplane. and I saw, you know, in my mind, I don't know if it was at that point, but I felt that that was like an attack from Russia to the United States. Uh, While we're walking, I tell my wife and whoever's with me, let's go to the woods or, you know, let's hide out in the woods. and, And no, and, you know, we're kind of like in discussion. And all of a sudden from behind us, from the distance, are like a troop of these uh, black jeeps. These black jeeps come up on us, and it was too late, you know, to execute a plan to run to the woods. I'm going to recommend that you look at Amos chapter 3, and it talks about, you know, a land that is under judgment, is going to be destroyed, and then it talks about an army that God raises for for punishment, for, for judgment. If I can look at that prophecy as, and apply it to the times that we're living in. America is the land that is going to be judged, and Russia is going to be the country to bring the judgment. I'm a patriot. I love America. I love, you know, the Constitution and the Founding Fathers, and I was born in the USA. I'm an American, and I love my people, perfect or not. We don't love sin, of course, right? But I believe that there's a strong military out there that's going to bring the judgment and I believe that's going to be Russia. So,
15: I had a dream that the United States was invaded by Russia and China. On the west coast, the Russians were in charge of the war. On the east coast, China was in charge of it. The Russians attacked the state of Washington through Canada. By submarine, they attacked California and wiped out my whole family. They devastated California with their attack. I saw China in Florida and going through New York, but with the Chinese I saw Cubans. The Chinese were issuing orders to them, and I saw Cubans and Venezuelans coming through Mexico and into Arizona, Texas, and what was up to California. And uh, this one, I had two nights in a row, so. I feel pretty much worried about this one,
3: man. did I have a dream. I had a dream that I was living on a <clears throat> air force base. Why I don't know. I'm not in the air force. Never have been. <clears> that I was living on an air force base. Me and my dog. All of a sudden, the buildings start collapsing. I'm like, what in the world is going on? You know, I'm like end of the world type stuff. You know. Well, then there's like Russian fighter planes Uh, flying over top of those buildings as they're falling down. I'm like, oh, heck, we're being invaded.
16: Last night, I had a very troublesome dream. I wasn't afraid in the dream at all, which is very important, but I just want to let you know that, um, yeah, we're going to be invaded at some point in the future, and it's going to be... They're going to be everywhere. I saw myself trying to drive, but for some reason I couldn't drive. I was walking. So, like, every road that I was trying to go down, I saw helicopters, choppers, like, and they weren't our people. They were another country. And so I saw them, the soldiers Um, marching down the street kind of going after people they were not shooting at everybody and I, I had the feeling that they wanted to minimize conflict this is not a normal dream that I would have so I saw soldiers I saw a clear invasion in America this was nowhere else this was America
17: I had a dream that around the coastline of the United States between the Jersey coastline to the coastline of Florida, Texas and California all around surrounding our country. That you had uh, warships surrounding our country and you had Russians and Chinese troops in our land. And they were out and about shooting people. And uh, now, within the dream I'm telling my daughter about the dream. And when I'm telling her there's a map that just comes out of nowhere. And I can look at the map and I can see where all the warships are located. So now I go put on a bag and I go to evangelize. And I felt like the Lord was telling me just go and I had I was walking, it was dark and I was walking the streets and I had no clue where I was going I ended up in this huge open courtyard and uh, there was people there so I started warning people about uh, what was coming and people started to repent people were sobbing they were crying and they were afraid of what was coming our way so then uh, I started i started telling them what was coming and telling them about my dream then i started to evangelize giving them the gospel and people were repenting and then i woke up get your family together and pray every night and pray for wisdom pray for discernment pray that god will just give you insight how to protect your family how to provide for your family what to do I believe the Lord is speaking so many other people. my My sisters have had several dreams about war and troops on ground in in on the ground here.
7: yeah, about two months ago, I had a dream. I was on a beach, and it was like really sunny outside, and I was really close to the water, and I saw all these ships, and I was like, "What are all these ships doing here?" And there was a bunch of ships like Navy ships, but I didn't know they were Navy Navy ships until they got closer lined up on this beach And uh, I was like one of the only people close to the Like where the waves were hitting And the rest of the beach was like empty like I didn't see anybody Maybe like a few people like maybe three and uh These ships got closer to the water, and all of a sudden, um, this ramp dropped on the ship, like from the front like this. And it, it hit the sand, and all of a sudden, a bunch of people came out of the ship, and they were Chinese soldiers, and they were wearing, like, blue and white camo uniforms, and they had, like, bullpup rifles like type 95s or something um i think some of them have had bayonets and stuff and i think they even had like rocket launchers and stuff and i i was like shocked in the dream and there was a whole amphibious landing on this beach and all these ships came closer to the beach at the same time and they all dropped our ramps um at the same time and soldiers and vehicles were coming up Even amphibious vehicles that were chinese and they were also blue and white like camo and uh, In the dream I was shocked I was I didn't even know it was an invasion dream I just thought there were ships because I thought I was just swimming But it was an invasion And there were chinese soldiers coming onto this beach And I was like just shocked and uh In the dream I actually walked up in the ship and there was tons of other soldiers and more vehicles coming out of the ship and going down that ramp onto the the sand and i knew that america had been invaded and that it was about to get really bad but the next scene in the dream it wasn't the chinese it was the russians and i I was looking up in the sky in the dream and there was an illusion 76 um uh, plane or, or jet and uh, it was a Russian and it's a it's a white plane it's what the paratroopers drop out of and on the back tail wing it has a Russian flag and uh, it's big so you can easily tell it's Russian if you just look at the tail um, you can see the flag and the plane is recognizable and I just saw parachutes um, paratroopers coming out of the plane jumping out and then pulling their chutes and you could just see white parachutes all in the sky just lining the sky everywhere and uh i knew this dream was god showing me that war is on the horizon i keep being reminded and uh i wasn't even thinking about this when i had the dream but i did have the dream so i'm going to share it um because it's a warning but uh yeah every once in a while just keep getting them it's god just reminding me um, uh, that's going to happen, you know. Um, that war is on the horizon, and uh, it's going to be really bad.
18: In the dream, it, w- it was a dream dealing with America. I heard people robbing each other. They were breaking into each other's homes. People were trying to steal things from cars on the street. People were stealing food. People were, were absolutely trying to take things from each other, and they were doing it by force and willing to die for it. And all of a sudden, I looked at and I said, what is going on? I grabbed my hand, and I said, what is going on? And all of a sudden, I saw China and Russia coming into the United States of America. I, I don't know that I understand it, but they, they were military. They were uh, uh, soldiers. And they were coming in to maintain the peace. I don't I don't know where the US military was or anything like this, but they were coming in and what they were doing was putting people in concentration camps. They were arrested.